Welcome to the Green Spot Podcast. October on a... It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! A throwback to a creature that had existed a hundred million years ago. Immensely strong and destructive. Welcome everybody to episode three of October Rama 2023. This is, of course, is the Grave Plot Podcast, and I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror, and week three, guys, is picked by you, use, use guys, use guys. Not you particularly, unless, of course, you are one of our grave diggers. Unless on. specifically, you are Max Zaleski. right? Uh, picked by our grave digger Max Zaleski. Uh, good buddy of ours. Um, He's a good brother. Yep. Uh, he picked Week of the Monster. Or no, sorry. We, week a creature, of the creature feature. Feature. Is it creature feature or is it just creature? He said Week of the Creature feature. We just kind of went with Week of the Creature. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of creature feature. I mean, they're feature films about creatures. Right. You know, you look into the term creature feature, because I did. It's like, okay, well, what qualifies as a creature feature? It's a it's very like, generic term. Yeah, it's like, well, pretty much anything with a monster. It's yeah. But also, like, in, like, I want to say, like, the 50s, there was just, like, you know, shows like um, Sven Gulli or, like, I know he's not from the 50s, but, like, that kind of show where they would just show, like, a double feature and they would just call it a creature feature. Right. Even if they weren't particularly creature movies. Yeah. But it's, like, even things like uh, like Frankenstein and Dracula and just, like, Typical monster movies, you know, right. just are, they get lumped roped, in. Yeah, as, as creature features. Uh, and so it's so Taylor and I just tried to take it to the most literal form. Like, yeah, we went, like I said, we kind of went more with Week of the Creature. Yeah. We went with creature type movies. Yeah. And I mean, we like, we've, we had some great suggestions from our other grave diggers. Um, uh, it was like Week of the uh, Kaiju, which. In my mind, I I feel like we could roll that into creature feature. We could have, we didn't. <laughs> no, we we didn't pick uh, we didn't pick any kaiju movies because um, those to me those seem to lean more sci fi. It's true. Um, and you know we try to try to stick to the the topic here. Yeah, that's horror, of course. Um, I mean, this is all stuff we could <clears throat> do in the future too. All these other ideas. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we 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 keep well we we, we do keep a list right of all mm-hmm. of our yeah we've got a list going yeah. And uh, next next year we've got a five week month, so yeah. buckle up for that, folks. Yeah, get prepared now. Yeah, gird your loins. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a grave plot action pack, grave plot stravaganza. That's nothing. That's not a thing. It doesn't sound good. October Ramaganza. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're gonna call it. Yep. October Ramagasm. What? October? Did I? It sounded like it. October Ramagasm. That's what it, that's what we're gonna call it. It's gonna explode. It explodes. It's frustrating. <laughs> <coughs> I just uh, want to say right off the bat that I'm getting over a cold, and I will be coughing. I will try my best not to do it to the mic. <clears throat> um. Anyway, 
yeah, so uh, here we are, three quarters of the way through Octoberama. Um, this is going to be a quote-unquote uh, full-size episode, yes. even though uh, our last fun-size episode was longer than our last full-size episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not just as long. Longer. Right. And, you know, it's like... But that, it did have the extra added benefit of an interview. It did. Ha- it had the interview, uh, which, you know, was a good 40, 45 minutes. Um, and then... Yeah, um, my review of or my my the the review of um, what fucking movie Night of the Creeps Night of the Creeps led by me went very long because I f- I think in hindsight I was probably starting to get sick because I was just barely awake and I could not get my thoughts collected. <laughs> you also were like three weeks removed from watching the movie or two that, weeks. That that did not help. Um, I was trying my best to remember things. I, th- I think I remembered about 90% of it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, but I am uh, more a little more bright-eyed and bushy-tailed than I was. So let's, let's, let's do this thing. So let's open pray. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, how's it going, Taylor? Oh, pretty good. Yeah. What's new with you? Uh, I started playing pickleball. Did you? Yeah. We, uh, yesterday, they... This local sports league did like a pickleball open house. Like, you know, if you've never played pickleball and are interested in pickleball and think you might want to join our league, but you're not sure because you've never played, come to this open house. We'll teach. Pickleball curious. Yeah. Well, you know, curious about pickles and balls. <laughs> um, like, you know, we'll, we'll teach you the rules. We'll show you the ropes and you can just play a little bit, open gym a little bit and then make a decision. So we went to that. The guy, you know, walked us through the rules. And he said, all right, beginners on this side and other people on this side and it was full there was a lot of people there really but it seemed like a lot of people just kind of showed up because they were like oh open gym sweet like a lot of people seemed like they were pickleballers mm. and they just went because it was a place to play because i know a lot of like tennis players get mad when pickleballers take over their courts yeah people can like tennis players and fucking uh you know baseball players and like softball teams and soccer teams those are the worst like Eat a dick. <laughs> Especially if it's a public park. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, really. <laughs> like, would it be different if they were tennis players? Would you be like, oh, it's okay. They're playing tennis. Yeah. I'll let them use the court. What the fuck does it matter? Right. <clears throat> and the funny thing is, they're like, oh, why can't the pickleballers have their own courts? And all the pickleball players are like, I know, right? <laughs> anyway. Uh, Anyways, well, yeah, we, we had a lot of fun. We ended up signing up for the league. We're waiting to hear if we get assigned to a team because it's teams of six. Mm. And so since it's just the two of us, we had to sign up as, you can sign up as like a partial team. Mm, okay. So you don't, we won't be split up, but so we're waiting to hear if we get assigned a team. But Nice. Nice. Yeah. Have you played pickleball before? No, this was my first time. Really? Okay. Yeah. I think we did it like as part of like a gym circuit in, or not circuit, but um, in, in like junior high, I think. Yeah, I may have played in junior high or high school, I don't remember okay. though. It wasn't what it is today. <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fastest growing sport in America. <laughs> no, it literally is. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I had a similar opportunity a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah, not in my town, but the town I border borders, or the town I live in borders. Um, uh, Sorry, where I live in town borders the next town very closely. So I get a lot of like, you know, stuff on Facebook or, you know, um, was it next door? Is that what it's mm-hmm. called? 
a lot of information about local things going on in the next town over. Um, and uh, one of them was an adult dodgeball league. Is it underdog? Huh? Was it underdog? I don't. Was that like a organization? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I don't think. I think it was just a local thing. Oh, okay. But it's like, oh man, that'd be fucking awesome. But it's like, uh, you know, it's like with the way my my back is and my knee, it's like I would probably your neck, your pussy, and your crack. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just like it'd be fun at first, but then I'd be so just sore, sore all the time. Yeah, I got a little bit of a hitch in my giddy up. Yeah, from yesterday, <laughs> I did something to my foot. I don't know what it, what it was. But That'll happen. I feel like I just got a. I was wearing the wrong shoes. So. Mm, that'll do it. Yeah, I had brought out basketball shoes to wear, and then I ended up forgetting them. So ah, yeah, uh, arch support, man. That's as I've gotten older, I realize it becomes more and more important. Yeah, good arch support. <clears throat> especially if you got like i got not super flat feet but like i don't have much of an arch do you i don't think so no or you... i know i don't have flat feet but i don't think i have a lot like a drastic arch yeah but apparently like contrary to what you might think apparently when you have flat feet arch support is even more important hmm. which doesn't make any sense to me but apparently yeah. it is anyway <clears throat> i guess it, like it prevents you from like walking on your instep so much mm, that like, makes sense yeah just it fucks up your ankles i mean it fucks up your feet fucks up your ankles fucks up your knees all of that yeah if, uh, if we make the league i'll probably buy some tennis shoes mm, good idea yes. yeah cool well yeah. it's, it's nice you're getting out there i know i need to get active i'm meeting I'm some 40 hot now. singles <laughs> <laughs> are you 40 allegedly that's what they tell me <laughs> That's so weird because, you know, you were only born like two years before I was, and that doesn't make any sense because there's no way. There's no way that I could be that close to 40. I know. When my doctor told me I was 40, I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> Check again. <laughs> Count my rings or whatever it is you do. Rings. <laughs> uh, fun. We have fun. <laughs> anyway, um, anything else new? It. Yeah, that's that's my excitement. Cool. I actually cool. had a story to tell this time. So. Yeah. Um, I thought of a good team name. What's that? The Dill Breakers. The Dill Breakers. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Yep. Yeah, because pickles. Yeah, pickle. <laughs> or the Instant Vlasics. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Don't steal those. Those are mine. Okay. <laughs> Talking to all these people out there in Radio Land. Mm. If you're playing with underdog don't steal my name they're gonna take it don't do it you might now you better not <laughs> they'll be like oh i already got a team i'm gonna take it mine now that's true they could I don't, I don't even have a team i shouldn't be saying this <laughs> hopefully i'll know by wednesday so. yeah you don't you don't give out your ideas until they're like locked down that's true i'm not a bond villain <laughs> <laughs> he starts monologuing me uh yeah um I didn't, I didn't don't have much, I guess. Uh, I, I said I don't have much. <laughs> see. I mean, it's only been a week, I guess. It's true. So, yeah, not much happened. Friday the 13th came and went. Uh, How many yeah. did you watch? Uh, I got through. Well, so I went. I watched four. I watched Part four or the first four? Sorry, no. I watched. I skipped the first one because. Because you've seen it a thousand times. Yeah. And it's like, it's not Jason. 
That's true. It's like I appreciate it for what it is, but it's in my mind, it's a separate movie. Yeah. Um, so I watched two through four at home, and then I went out to Blue Mouse Theater in Tacoma, Washington, uh, for Friday Night Frights and watched part five, which is probably my one of my least favorite of the series, but also not Jason. Also not Jason. Um, but yeah, it was on the big screen, so why not? It's cool. Yeah, what else am I going to do? Yeah. Sit at home with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's like, as much as I'd like her to go with me, I know she never will, but it's like, also, I don't like just sitting at home on Friday nights, you know? Like, I'm not that old. <laughs> right. So, I don't know. I might start going to that a little more often. It's fun times. Yeah. Um, it's it's cool to see, like, these old movies on the big screen with an audience, you know, especially one as, as raucous and <laughs> and talkative as the ones that Friday Night Yeah, Friends. they get rowdy. Yeah. Uh, there weren't as many, like, you know, at-home stand-up comedians there as there were last time. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That got that gets a little obnoxious. It does, yeah. Like, no offense, guy, but I'm not here to see you. Yeah. Actually, yeah. offense. Fuck you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like we... Last time we went, there were probably, what, two or three different guys just talking through the whole fucking movie, making these jokes that weren't funny. Yeah. It's like, dude, oh, that's got to hurt. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's like, guy, either be funnier or shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> anyway, so I did that. Um, that was fun. Got all decked out in my, in my Jason gear. Did you? Yeah. I brought my mask. Which one? Eight. Nice. Like, it's not it's not my favorite one, but it's like, I feel like it's most impressive because <laughs> it's got like all the hardware and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and plus my, I, I have four total and two of them are You didn't think I'm a machete, did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> there was a guy, they're dressed, uh, they're dressed as uh, part two Jason. And for a second, I thought it was our buddy Bob because he dressed. Sure. Him. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I had my mask, got a lot of compliments on it. Did you tell him you made it? No, I'm really bad at that. <laughs> you should have been like, I made it. I'm especially if you're going to do a classic Repticon again, because you know, start selling those tickets. Yeah. I'm still on the fence about that. Yeah. It's a lot of work. I know you last year you were, it's, it's, it's a lot of work and I do it by myself. And it, if I had somebody to help me with it. It might be a different story, but it's like, it's, it's not a matter of just saying, Hey, you know, like going to my wife or, or you or something and saying, Hey, can you help me out with this? It's like, it's like stuff you got to know how to do. Right. And I only have so many tools to go around and that kind of stuff. So it's, it's, it's like, it, it'd be nice to have help, but at the same time, it's hard to, to find, to help. get help. Yeah. Good help is hard to find. I heard I, I've, <laughs> they do say, I that. say, no, I say that. That's, yeah. that's me. That's you. <laughs> I made that up. <laughs> anyway. Um, so. Speaking of movies on the big screen, uh looks like Central Cinema is showing Beetlejuice and Lost Boys. Like a double feature? No. Oh. But those are like, t- those those two in House, but I don't really have any interest in watching House. <laughs> but that, that, that could be a fun. That would be fun. When is that? Uh looks like Beetlejuice is, they're doing the remake of Candyman right now. Um, Beetlejuice starts on the 20th, 20th, 21st. People under the stairs on the twenty second. 
Uh, Beetlejuice on the 23rd, 24th, 25th. And then Hocus Pocus, 27th, 28th. Lost Boys, 28th, 29th, 30th. Halloween. Showing Lost Boys on Halloween. Yep. Which last year they showed Trick or Treat. I really wish I would have gone. Idiot. That might be fun, like, once, but honestly, I kind of rather just staying home and stay home and watch Trick or Treat. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know if I'm doing anything those nights, but if I'm not, then maybe we can make that happen. That'd be cool. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> Speaking of movies, did you hear about this uh, fourth grade teacher in uh, in Miami? <laughs> It's, I saw something about it. I didn't really read into it, but I kind of got the gist from the headline. I don't, I don't know if he was a sub or if he was actually like their regular teacher, but the kids were just like, hey, can we w- watch a movie while we have lunch? I think it was. He's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Well, what do I care? I don't, then, I, then I don't have to talk <laughs> I don't to you. I don't care. <laughs> my fucking kids. I don't care. Uh, they're going to watch a movie. <laughs> so the kids were like, all right, we want to watch Winnie the Pooh. And so he's like, all right, yeah, I bet. Puts on Winnie the Pooh, blood and honey. <laughs> Look for our re- uh, review of that on uh, Yeah, we're the only two people in the world that liked it, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but there must have been enough people to to encourage the filmmaker to make a second one. So Yeah, I'm kind of excited for the second one. It's got Tigger and Owl in it. <laughs> yeah, and the, like, the effects look like they're a lot better. Yeah, definitely. Pooh looks drastically improved. Yes. Yeah, the article I read said that the children duped him. So I don't know if these fourth graders like <laughs> wanted to watch Blood and Honey. It's like, no, 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 guy. It's cool. It's just Winnie no, it's, the Pooh. It's just see? a name. See, see, it's like holding their thumb over it. See, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh and Honey. <laughs> he loves Honey. He's Winnie the Pooh. He, see, loves, yeah, he eats Honey. He's, he's, he says, oh, bother. And then yeah. he gets his face stuck in it. He's you know. a bear. He eats Honey. He eats. He's a crazy old bear. <laughs> or silly old bear. Sorry. Yeah, he's a, uh, he's a silly old bear. Silly, willy, roly poly, stuffed with fluff, something. I don't know. <laughs> something, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't watched the show. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently the school is like, <coughs> the school is like offering counseling for kids. Oh, Christ. They watch 20 minutes of it. Not even that much that happens in 20 minutes. That first 15 minutes is a cartoon. Yeah. Fuck. It's not even a cartoon. It's just sketch drawings. I tell you. Kids these days. Raising a nation of pussies. (laughs) Pansy wastes. (laughs) Panty wastes. That's, we'll (coughs) get more into panty wastes later. It's an insult repeatedly used in one of the movies. (laughs) Not these movies. That's actually next week. Yes. Next week. Wink. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I have triples of the Barracuda. <laughs> uh, I have a wife. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, well, let's, let's let's get things moving along since we are on a time crunch here. Let's roll. Um, Want well, to start off thinking uh, some special special folks over on Patreon are our wonderful grave diggers who. Give up their hard-earned dollars every month to help finance this silly little show of ours. Where we we, we have fun. It was fun times. We we do fun stuff, and 
people people have fun. People tell us they have fun. I, I, I have fun. That's really all that matters. <laughs> That's all that matters. But no, it's it's not an expensive show, but it does cost money, and we don't have money of our own. We're so poor. It's true. Help me, I'm poor. Help me, I'm poor. Uh, so it uh, it's very uh, appreciated and very important um, that these people contribute to the show because who knows where we'd be. Yeah, I mean, last episode was our 10-year anniversary. Yeah. And we've said before we never would have made it this long without – if we if we were shelling the money out of our own pockets, we never would have made it this far. Yeah. It's like we don't make money off of advertising or downloads. <laughs> Definitely not downloads. <laughs> what if we made money off of downloads? <laughs> I mean that would be cool, yeah. Because then we would have like some nickels, but sure, yeah. But we 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 never never get even close to getting money. Well, no, not like we'd be able to quit our jobs or yeah. anything. And we're not getting money from fucking HelloFresh or uh, Ghost Mattress. Is that what it's called? It's ca- Casper. Casper. There you go. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't sound right. That's Casper Ghost. You know, something. You were in the realm. <laughs> uh, we just got a new Helix. Yes, yeah, you told me that. How's yeah. that working out for you? That's that's good. Yeah, yeah. It's a big water foam. I think in hindsight, I probably would have gone one softer, but do good. they have degrees of softness? They do. Okay, I mean, I guess it makes sense, but I just kind of figured in my head that memory foam comes in like one thing, which to me, it's like, why are there so many different memory foam mattress companies? Because how many times can you reinvent ma- memory foam? I I don't know. Like it's got to be the same thing. I don't think this is technically memory foam. Is it not? I don't think so. What is it? I don't know. Just some Something kind of foam. Else. Some kind of helix. Some kind. Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, because like these mattresses all come basically vacuum packed and rolled up in a in a big ass box. Mm-hmm. That's how yours came too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then you slid open the bag, and then you just watch it inflate slowly. Yeah, it goes. Whoop unrolls and then yeah it just slowly like puffs up right that's fun to watch it is yeah <laughs> we got a memory foam mattress topper because I'm, I'm i probably told this story before because i fucking hate our mattress but we got basically conned into buying a firmer mattress than we actually wanted and it's caused me nothing but back problems since we got <laughs> oh. it so after dealing with it for like two years i finally got a, like a two or three inch memory foam topper that's been a game changer nice i I don't like memory foam because i don't like sinking in and the feeling of not being able to move around because i kind of you're a tosser turner yeah and i sleep on my side so that's you know um anyway but yeah that's it's been a world of help but uh same thing you know it came in a box probably about uh well i mean probably the length of our no, I guess it came f- rolled up and folded over. So it was probably about three or four feet long. You know, open it up, all vacuum packed, flatten it out on the bed, and then just slice the bag open and just sit there and watch it inflate. Like, <laughs> 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 awesome. Science is cool. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, uh, helixsleep.com slash grave plot for 20% for off of nothing. Custom 404 page. <laughs> Um, anyway, but yeah, so we don't get advertising money. We rely solely on our, our gracious, on the kindness uh, of strangers. Yeah, they're not strangers. They're some, well, some of them are. Some, some of them are. Anyway. Not anymore. We've, we've come to know all our grave diggers, actually. Yes. Um, 
through the, through the power of the internet, through the, uh, the power of friendship. Well, through the magic of Crypticon, but yeah, that that. Did. Anyway, um, those wonderful people that we've been rambling on about are Carlos Rodella, Gory B. Movie, Max Zaleski, Aaron Meyer, Bob Voorhees, Kevin Nesgoda, and then a gang of people we have started calling the Nameless Ghouls, uh, who are just below the threshold of being mentioned on this show. <laughs> so, thank you, all of you. Uh, from the bottoms of our hearts, uh, you know, like Taylor said, ten years is a long time to be doing this, <clears throat> relying on the kindness of, um, of of you folks. So thank you very much, Taylor. If anybody else wants to help us out, where can they go? They can go to Patreon. That's p a t r e o n dot com slash graveplot podcast. For as little as one dollar, you can join us every episode for horror business. We are live right now on Discord. Uh, you can also get things like, um, you know. This, we said this is a week of the Patreon choice. We do that every year for Octoberama. We let the patrons pick one month. We also do random patron uh, picks episodes throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, $5 get your name in the show. You also get discounts on Great Plot Podcast merchandise. Um, we know we don't do a lot of bonus content, but we try and, and you know, give you what we can in our uh, limited time and effort. If you give us more money, then... We can do more things. Yeah, we, we could like, quit our jobs. Like you give, if you give us enough money to live on, we could quit our jobs and we can do so much. Extra yeah, if stuff. you guys just give us roughly eighty thousand dollars a year, <laughs> we can make so much content. <coughs> of course, then we need money for content too. So you know, add another like, throw another ten k on ten, ten, fifteen years. Yeah, something yeah. Like but then you'll be like. Just they'd be like, oh my god, this is so much content. But don't like stop giving us money because it's too much content. Like just keep giving us the money. Yeah. Just we don't even care if you watch the content. Honestly. Most important thing is the is money. The money. <laughs> <laughs> We're not greedy, but we are American. <laughs> Everything costs money. Even just sitting here. We're spending true. money just sitting here. It's true. All right. Well, Anything else before we move on? No. Okay. Let's do some horror business. All right. Starting out with some real world horror. Uh, You know, if you've been around for the last 10, 15 years, uh, you've probably heard about all of the uh, clown sightings that have been become become so popular in the last decade, 10, 15 years. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, just people dressing up as clowns, just kind of not really being outwardly threatening, just being creepy. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like shout mo- out, shout out, Krusty Bubbles. Right. <laughs> um, I feel like that mostly happens here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But over in Scotland, ah, that's what they say. Do you have to yell it? Yes, because Scottish people are loud. If it's not Scottish, it's crap. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I can do that because I'm Scottish. Bagpiper down, <laughs> Piper down. <laughs> Let's all get pissed. <laughs> 
S Hid T U R D A Y Nate. <laughs> Looks like an orange on a toothpick. He's gonna go cry himself to sleep on his huge pillow. <laughs> Hid paper now. <laughs> it's our entire frame of reference for. Uh, it's just Mike Myers. Michael Myers' dad or Mike Myers' dad in So I Married an Axe Murderer. <laughs> and fat bastard. <laughs> fat bastard. And the Scottish is crap. If it's not Scottish, it's crap guy on SNL. <laughs> Basically, just every and Scot- Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> anyway, people in the town of Skelmorley, Skelmorley, Skelmorley. Why do Scottish people have to be so different? <laughs> um, reportedly, became aware. This is not Gaelic. Gaelic makes no sense. Yeah. It's like, see that E? That's not an E. That's a, oh, this K A O M G H I N. It's clearly Kevin. <laughs> what? <coughs> there's not a V in there, and there's an M for some reason. That's <laughs> Kaumkren. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. See that combination B H? That's not. That's not what you think it is. Nope. That's it's actually a, a uh, that's a K. <laughs> um well people yeah, people in the town of Skelmorley. I'm, I'm gonna say Skel Skel Skelmorley. Skelmorley. Okay. Looks right to me. Um became aware of a haunting Harlequin's presence after he joined a local Facebook group under an assumed name and posted a picture of himself in a Pennywise costume at various recognizable locations throughout the village. Uh, he said to also have left red balloons at different spots in the community as something of an unsettling calling card. Hang on. <laughs> so all this guy has done is posted pictures of himself on Facebook and given people free balloons. Sounds like a pretty good guy. He sounds like a cool guy. He's like, hey, I'm new to your town. I just want to say, hey, I happen what's to be up? a professional clown. <laughs> Here's a balloon. Here's some balloons. The troublemaker is also said to have left. Wait, no, I already that. You said that. <clears throat> what I meant to say was with a population of just 2,000 people. Oh, so, you know, it's got that really small town mm, dynamic. Yeah. Uh, the creepy clown has become the talk of the town. One resident refuses to let his kids play outside at night, which you probably shouldn't do anyway. Not unless you're like watching them. Yeah. Although, I don't know. We played it outside at night. But it was a different time. That's true. There weren't, I don't know. There wasn't the internet, I guess. So we weren't as aware of like pedophiles, <laughs> you know, like pedophiles living like two blocks away from you, you know, that type of thing. Well, I mean, they have, to, exert, they have to come to your door, right? Uh, I don't think so. Isn't that the whole, uh, was it Angie's Law? I, I don't know. They have to knock on your door and like say if they're, well, that's only if they're registered, I guess. Right. If they're not registered, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, I'd probably venture to guess there's close to as many unregistered sex offenders as there are registered ones. Yeah, probably. <laughs> registered ones are just the ones who got caught. Exactly. <clears throat> Um, 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 um uh, won't let his kids play outside because of the creepy clown and revealed that one boy in the street along from us I don't know what that means. That's very that's that's a, a Scottish thing. Yeah. Uh said is Scotland he, part of London? <laughs> you know, I think it is. 
I think it's like Northern London. <laughs> not, not all of Europe is London. <laughs> it's part of the UK. <laughs> is anything over there? I don't know what goes on over here. <laughs> Um, so you're just going to sail around Philadelphia then? <laughs> uh, let's see. One boy in the street along from us said the clown from his bedroom window, saw the clown from his bedroom window just before he went to bed, which left the youngster understandably unable to sleep that night. That's a growing experience, if you ask me. Also, he could have imagined it. Yeah, I mean, Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I'm not. I'm not. You know, trying to discount if something did happen to the kid. But I'm just saying, little kids oftentimes imagine things. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it's a growing experience. I mean, the clown is likely not going to hurt anyone. Um, yeah, know. maybe he's trying to give you a balloon. Yeah, maybe he's just like honestly, what this boils down to is just some guy trying to get a rise out of people. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, and Mo- most likely. Most likely. It's probably not a real killer clown. Probably. Probably. It uh, could be a diddler. <laughs> it could be a diddler. But it, it's probably not. I think statistically, it's probably not. Usually, if it were a diddler, he wouldn't post his presence on Facebook. Yeah, he would be a little more low-key. He would be, yeah. He would not be running around in a clown costume because Gacy already did that, and you saw where that landed him. <laughs> Um, I was going to say something God damn it I can't remember what it was Anyway um, Another resident observed That everyone in the village Has seen the video And posts on Facebook Of the Skull Morley Killer killer Clown (laughs) How do we jump to killer? This is a bit of a Bit alarmist here guys we have literally zero proof that he killed anything. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know his life. Yeah. If he killed anything, you absolutely don't know about it. Right. This, this small town shit, man. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Unless he's po- unless these like Facebook posts are him, you know, holding someone's severed head or something. Like, right. There's zero proof that this guy is a killer clown. Um, remarkably, this is actually Skull Morley's second haunting by way of a clown as the same individual reportedly pulled off of a similar stunt two years ago around Halloween and promptly vanished at the conclusion of the spooky season. So this is what he does. It's, he fucks with people. So why, Guys, why are we calling him a killer and freaking out and trying to have him murdered? <laughs> right. Probably. Yeah, it's almost like this. Why, almost are, we get, why are we getting the pitchforks? Out? Yeah, it's, like, as I was say, it almost looks like they're starting to get the pitchforks and torches. Um, yeah, ridiculous small town mentality, guys. It's like, like I said, the only proof we have, I, I, we don't know if this kid actually saw him out the window. We, we have no proof of that. That's just, I hear hearsay. But so the only proof we have is this clown. Posting photos of himself on Facebook. Right. You know who else does that? Everyone. Krusty Bumbles. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do it. I post, I take pictures of myself around. As a clown? Not as a clown. Oh. But just, I mean, some people call me a clown, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but I just, I'll take pictures of myself and post them because that's what people do. It's the 21st sure. century. It's yeah. the future. We have cell phones. Yeah. 
technology. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but nobody, at least to my knowledge, has accused me of being a killer. What is because I dress up because this guy dresses up as a clown? Yeah, suddenly just that makes him a killer. It's ridiculous. No, it is ridiculous. And you should not let your children be afraid of clowns, people. It just it starts a, a lifetime cycle of, of bad dreams. It's true. Like <laughs> I was watching one of our movies for a Halloween episode, and uh, there was a, a creature in it, and I was. I was because I was trying to get through four movies and it was very crunched for time. Um, and so I was, I was watching it and like, I was trying to watch it while my son was taking his nap, but he woke up and it's like, well, I got to finish this. And uh, he did pretty well with most of it. But every time the monster popped up, he like stopped what he's doing. He came and like jumped up in my lap. And my mom, or not my mom, <laughs> my wife. Hey, <laughs> calling Dr. Freud. <laughs> Just call me Oedipus. Um, uh, my wife was like, should he be watching this? I'm like, yeah, he'll be fine. It's a growing experience. It's honestly like, I'm, you know, there's no way I can replicate my upbringing with him. And not that I would want to. I want him to obviously have his own life. I don't want to turn him into a clone of myself. But it's like, I don't want him to be afraid of things, especially things that are fictional. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's just there's a whole world of real things to be scared of. It shouldn't be monsters on TV, right? Uh, and so I just feel like exposing to him, exposing that to him, exposing him to that at an early age is important to kind of get him over it sooner than later. Yeah. My wife's just like, okay, if he has, if he wakes up because he's having a nightmare, you're getting up with him. It's like. Okay. He slept fine. He slept till like seven in the morning. Kids that young don't have nightmares. Mm, he's he's woken up in the middle of the night, like crying, and we can only assume it's because he had a nightmare. But yeah, like their frame of reference is so small. Yeah. It's like, what are they even having nightmares about? At what age do they start having object permanence? Uh, one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe younger. It's, I don't know. It's all blur. <laughs> I, I was, I've been tired for two years, so it's <laughs> one of my favorite lines from um, Happy Endings is this guy Davis screaming at this baby, trying to get him to cry. And he's like, <laughs> remember this face. Oh, wait, you can't. You don't have object permanence, you bald bitch. <laughs> I love that show. Uh, anyway. I also loved the new girl, the, the reference to it in New Girl when they talked about Coach going to live with all those other white people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I wasn't even really aware of happy endings in previous times that I've watched New Girl. Um, yeah, I don't think I was either. Okay, so yeah, now that I'm aware of that and knowing why Damon Wayans Jr. left the show was to go do happy endings, now the reference makes sense, obviously. Yeah. Every once in a while, he'll do something on that show, and I'm just like, oh, that's that's Brad. That's his character in Happy Endings. Yep. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I've only watched a few episodes. That's so good. Uh, okay. All right, so let's not jump to conclusions about clowns here, people. Yeah. Or anyone, really. I think we can all agree that clowns are creepy and unsettling. but Especially outside the circus where they're not supposed to be. Right. They shouldn't be anywhere outside of the circus. Anywhere. Ever. Yeah. Anywhere. 
I guess maybe a birthday party, but I mean, preferably not. Like, I don't like clowns. Not because I'm afraid of them necessarily. Uh, they just bug me. The clowns at kids' birthday parties is like is a weird thing to me because it's just like, hey, I'm a complete stranger. Can I come to your kid's birthday? It's like, no. What if I paint my face? Oh, well, then yeah, of course. <laughs> Can you bend balloons into animals? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, then, yeah, come on. Fine. Come. Here's I'll, some money. I'll even pay you for it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move along. All right, so two weeks ago, uh, we talked about how the Halloween TV rights were currently being shopped around by uh, Trankus Pictures? Trankus Industries? Whatever. Trankus. Trankus Productions. Trankus. And how it sounded like A24 was the front runner to win them. And we were like, ooh, that could be good. That could be bad. Definitely uh, uh, an odd venture. Yeah, I'm. You know, they they got that Friday the Thirteenth show coming. Yeah. That Tony's never going to watch, out of principle of not wanting Peacock, not out of principle of not wanting to watch the show. Yeah. Although apparently my wife has gotten Peacock, so she's got it without your knowledge. Well, she so she really wanted to watch all those Chicago shows. She really wanted to watch Chicago Fire, so she's like, okay, I'm just going to sign up for because. She couldn't watch it on free Peacock. You had to have premium Peacock. Mm. Free cock, I call it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's what I call this. I just pointed at my junk. He did. I saw it. He's, he's done it twice now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, so she's like, I'm just going to sign up for a free trial. It's, it's like you get a month free or something like that. Um, and I'm just going to watch it quickly. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> It's like, okay. No, she did. She watched. She just powerhouse through that first show. (laughs) But then it's like, she was watching. She started Chicago Med. and More like Chicago Mid. (laughs) Got him. (laughs) Uh, And it was like, I think it was probably about a week ago. It's just like, you know, this has been longer than a month. What's going on with that? She's like, oh, I just signed up for it. Good. Thanks for letting me know. Appreciate it. Where have you been watching New Girl, by the way? Hulu. Hulu only has the first season. Nope. My Hulu only has the first season. (laughs) That's weird. Yeah. Where have you been watching it? On Peacock. Oh. Odd. (laughs) I mean, I mean, I have... Hulu live, but I don't know why that would make that a difference. That wouldn't seem like it would make a difference, but I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, because I mean, the, the big thing was it was leaving Netflix and everybody's like, well, where am I going to watch New Girl? Right. It's like, oh, well, it's going to Hulu. It's like, okay, well, that's fine. So I, why you can only watch one season is odd to me. Wait, now they're all here. I swear to God, on my TV, it only let me watch one season, and then I had to, and then I moved to Peacock. 
That's weird. This is the, yeah, this is very strange. Well, the same thing happened to me. What was it? Um, just, oh, we was trying to watch um, one of our movies that was available free with ads on Vudu. So oh, yeah, you said it didn't work on your what, yeah, Apple TV. It's it's a Samsung, so their smart oh, okay. TV platform. But you know the Voodoo app. I open up the Voodoo app, and I pull up the movie, and it's there. But I have to pay for it. There's no option to watch it for free. But then I pull it up on my mobile app, and it says free with ads. It's like, what the? F-? Yeah. So I had to fucking hook up the Google uh, or the Chromecast so I could watch it through there. Bizarre. <clears throat> anyway. Just want some fucking consistency, guys. Seriously. Anyway. Anyway, oh, yeah, A24 <laughs> didn't win. How was that? <laughs> uh, no, fucking Miramax. Fucking Miramax. One of the um, and as we talked about two weeks ago, Miramax already owns, well, they co-own the movie rights with Trankus. Right. Miramax, of course, being the parent company of Dimension, which is where the films have been historically made. Yeah, in fact, one of our movies in this episode is Dimension. Mm-hmm. I saw uh, Harvey and Bob and Bob bah, Bob Weinstein pop up, and I went. <laughs> uh, Miramax Television. This is according to Deadline. Miramax Television has signed a wide-ranging deal with Trankus to develop and co-produce a Halloween TV series, which also includes a first-look agreement on other television projects for the international marketplace. I'm not sure what those would be. I'm not sure what else Trankus has in there. Quiver. I don't think I'd ever heard of Trankus until two weeks ago. <laughs> no, me neither. I mean, there are so many, like, just investment companies that own rights that aren't even, like, production companies. So I, I don't know if Trankus is one of those, but <clears throat> it's like they're just, they're just right, professional rights holders. They're not really companies. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, Hall- the Halloween movies, obviously. The Hatred, Freefall, Violent Kind. Uh, made in Brooklyn, not it's M A D E, not the J Lo one. Uh, Sky Bandits. Um, oh, Hell Knight. Bandits in flight. Hell Knight. Oh yeah. Uh, Taurus Trap. <laughs> no, that's about it. No. Okay. All right. Sure. Let's make some. Let's make a fucking Hell Knight TV show. What do I care? <laughs> Uh, jointly controlling both the film and TV rights would allow Miramax and Trankus to map out an integrated film TV universe. I don't like where this is. This fucking Marvel. But see, the difference between this and Marvel is there are there's a lot of differences. Go, go off. So many different characters. There are hundreds of heroes that they could make Marvel TV shows oh, yeah. out of. There is one Michael Myers. Right. So, I mean, unless they're trying to do what John Carpenter originally envisioned, which is making like an anthology, an anthology that I could potentially see. Um, but making a film and TV universe out of Michael Myers alone, that's stupid. Oh, God. They're going to bring back the Cult of Thorn. <clears throat> they pretty much have to. Like, that, that's your biggest source of content right there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. As far as like lore. Yeah. Without getting into Halloween three, that's a whole other thing. But right. I mean, that they could branch that off too. Yeah, Cult of Thorn was based on druids, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Which ties directly into um, 
part three. They could theoretically retcon part three into canon. They could. Oh my god. I feel like that would make a lot of people happy. Maybe. Except the people who are like, oh, Halloween 3 is the best of the series. Play it's not, f- the, not the best. Put your finger out of your ass. I don't even consider it part of the series. I consider it its own separate entity. I don't even like to call it Halloween 3. Right. Although Season of the Witch is also a terrible name. Because it's just so generic. It's not great. And there's like, they're not really witches. They're more warlocks. I mean, you know, male witches or warlocks. Yeah. But is it, I guess it is witches and it's witchcraft. Warlocks, yeah. But not, maybe not. I don't know. Do they refer to themselves as druids? I know it's Irish based, but I can't. I don't remember. Because the whole thing is they use the magic of Stonehenge. Right. <laughs> Nobody seemed to notice <laughs> them extracting rocks from Stonehenge. <laughs> Things that have been there for thousands of years. And is a giant tourist trap. <laughs> but there's no security there ever. Um, let's see. The new Halloween series is envisioned to potentially launch a cinematic universe spanning film and television. Miramax's head of global TV, Mark Helwig, will be overseeing the franchise creatively uh, in close collaboration with Malek Akkad, who, of course, produced all the Halloween movies and is the son of Mustafa Akkad, who... Produce the original Halloween movies. Mustafa. Yep. Mustafa Ibrahim. Mm, no. It's a queen song. Mustafa Akat. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Uh, I'm, I'm sitting here in my Michael Myers t-shirt. Um, like, I like Michael Myers as a character. Sure. I like the first two Halloween movies. Uh, I like Halloween three for a different reason. Um, and I like H2O mixed feelings on the, the newer ones. But like you said, we don't need a Michael Myers cinematic universe. Yeah. It doesn't... The, the MMCU. <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes no sense. What could you possibly do? And like even the movies really, well, I mean, four through six kind of, you would have to see the one before it to kind of get it. Sure. But otherwise, like <clears throat> the, the movies don't have a lot of carryover. <laughs> no, because, because they're slasher movies. They don't need it. Yeah. Like they're pretty much. And so if you're just like, well, have you seen Halloween 26 yet? It's like, no. Okay. Well, make sure you watch the TV show first, <laughs> watch the first three episodes, then watch Halloween 26 and then go back and watch part four. And then Go watch Halloween 25. It's actually a prequel. What are we doing? <laughs> it's such a clusterfuck. The whole Halloween timeline, timeline, the 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 uh, franchise, the property is a complete mess. It is. And they're making no effort to make it any better. No. Making it worse. You know, it's like... Honestly, the fact that it's been rebooted twice already should have been enough. Like that, they should have just been like, "Okay, we're done. Let's let's call it." Yeah. Especially because the last movie was so bad. Yeah. Um. Well, so poorly received. Yes, I'll, I'll clarify that. I liked it more than most people did. 
but it was yeah poorly received <clears throat> um i just i don't understand <laughs> i don't understand the logic here other than the fact that there might just might not be any but yeah there's money it's that sweet sweet ip yeah that's what studios are all about and it's like you know you talked about the friday the 13th one i Again, we don't really know exactly what that's going to focus on, but you know we've got. Well, it's a prequel. It's I believe it should, takes place when Jason was at camp. Okay, are they taking out the fact that he was like mentally handicapped? I don't believe so, and disfigured. Right. Well, <clears throat> be that as it may, it's like there is, there are many years of Jason's life that are unaccounted for. Mm-hmm. There are not for Michael Myers. We know at was age 12. I want to say like eight. Was he that young? I think so. That's when he decided to kill his sister. And he spent the rest of his young life in a mental asylum. And then he broke out and started killing people. Yeah. And that that's six. He was six. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that's that's basically his life in a nutshell. We're not missing a lot. Yeah, and unless they try to do a series of him at the hospital, like how exciting would that be? Not. No. <laughs> the only part of any Halloween movie that took place in the hospital that's been good is when he killed Danny Trejo. <laughs> right. Yeah, like yeah, the in Rob Zombie's movie where he accounts for the time in in the asylum when he's making all the masks that was cool yeah and yeah he, he what is he doesn't he like stab a nurse in the throat or something mm-hmm. like that yeah and just seeing how he like once he snapped there was no going back um that was cool but like that's pretty much all we need to see yeah we don't need a, a year by year you know here's, here's your pills michael like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> We don't need a play-by-play of his time in, in what the hell is that hospital called? Um, is it not just called Haddonfield Hospital? Yeah. That's, that's the actual hospital. Um, da, 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 Smith Grove. That's the one. Just, I felt like it was something Grove, but anyway. <coughs> anyway, I, 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 don't, I don't get it. And like I said, you know, you think about probably, arguably the most successful uh cinematic and television universe that has integrated Marvel again just so many different characters to pick from uh and even like there hasn't even been a lot of crossover from cinematic characters into TV shows there have been some yes mm-hmm. but even the the TV shows tend to focus primarily on different characters mm-hmm. <clears throat> I just I don't I'm sure they have a plan, and I'm sure they have not revealed the details of it yet. I think you may be giving them too much credit. (laughs) I think maybe they think they have a plan. (laughs) I think maybe they think they will have a plan. Yeah, I was like, we'll get there. We'll we'll get it. So that's my rant. We'll we'll see. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, no word on where a... uh, TV series may come to. I don't think Miramax, they're not owned by another conglomerate, are they? Um, 
Well, I mean, they're not owned by the Weinstein Company anymore, so... Yeah. I don't know if they're their own entity now. I don't think they were bought out by, like, Disney or anything. Like, Right. So, um, and even if they were, I don't see this coming to Disney+. Plus. Uh, they, oh, they were owned by the Disney Company. That's okay. When, as soon as I said that, I was like, wait, were they owned by Disney? Paramount. <clears throat> they, they are currently owned by Paramount. Mm-hmm. So maybe Paramount Plus? Maybe. Do you remember when Paramount Plus was going to be called Pinnacle? Vaguely, yes. It's a better name. It was CBS something. CBS Plus, I guess. Max. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, they, they see. This was back when everybody was just starting to make all their streaming services. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, why would I want to pay eight bucks a month? To watch fucking NCIS. <laughs> right. Pull your finger out of your ass. But then, like everybody else, they started making like Paramount Plus exclusive content. Yeah. So. <clears throat> well, keep an eye out for the, the, the Michael Myers cinematic universe coming to big and small screens near you. Yes, that. So we've talked before about a number of different Guillermo del Toro uh, projects that have never really come to fruition, but one that seems like it keeps popping up is his uh, project for Frankenstein, right? I feel like we've talked about this. I I think we probably have, yeah. Um, Well, he is working on an adaptation of the novel uh, with Netflix and an all-star cast supposedly um he is writing and directing uh for netflix he's, he's been doing a lot of stuff for netflix he has the cabinet of curiosities and do it do the thing fucking cocksucker troll hunter <laughs> <laughs> um uh so yeah, he's writing and directing for Netflix, but his specific approach uh, is under wraps. Don't know exactly what that means. I mean, it's Del Toro, so you know he's going to stray from the source material somewhat. Yeah, but it's like, is he going to be? Is it going to be like uh, was it early nineteenth century, mid mid nineteenth century? I always forget where that takes place. Mid nineteenth century, or is he going to like make it? Is he going to make it the future? You know, cell phones and shit. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's under wraps. Right. That's probably why. At the 10th anniversary screening of Pacific Rim, where the filmmaker told audience, I'm doing Frankenstein. You cocksuckers. Cocksuckers. We're working on it. We start shooting in February. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Yeah, if the strike's over. Yeah. Uh, I had an epiphany, and it's basically a movie that required a lot of growth and a lot of tools that I couldn't have done 10 years ago. Now I'm brave or crazy enough to, or something. What? I'm brave or crazy enough or something, and we're going to tackle it. Yeah. Is this, oh, okay, yeah, so we definitely have talked about this. It's starring Oscar Isaac, Andrew Garfield, Christoph Waltz, and Mia Goth. Uh, 
yeah. So that's that's cool. That was, that was a good cast. Yeah. Um, I wonder who's playing who. I can only I, I'm, I'm picturing Oscar Isaac as Frankenstein. That would fit, I would think. Andrew Garfield, and Christoph Waltz's doctor, maybe. Are you saying Oscar Isaac as, as the doctor? doctor? Okay, as, as Doctor Frankenstein. I would think maybe Oscar Isaac as the monster. Unless you'd want like a big hulking guy who hasn't been cast yet. I mean, that's kind of the premise of the book, but who? I don't know. I would think Christoph Waltz is the doctor. Maybe, but I mean, Frankenstein. Andrew Garfield as Spider Man. <laughs> Just in there as Spider Man. Um, see, like, I mean, of this cast, like, if I had to assign. Um, roles. I'd say Oscar Isaac as Dr. Frankenstein. Christoph Waltz as possibly his mentor, which I'm totally forgetting his name. But basically the one whose brain he harvests to put in the monster. Mm. Um, and Mia Goth as, God, is her name Elizabeth? It's been Sounds I, right. It's been a while since I've read the book, so I'm kind of hazy. It's funny, I'm, I'm rereading Dracula for like the fifth or sixth time. <laughs> so like that is really fresh in my mind, but Frankenstein, it's it's been a while. Um, uh, but Andrew Garfield, maybe, yeah, maybe the monster. I, I really don't know, but he he doesn't seem the imposing type to play the monster. Right. So <clears throat> I don't know. Have you seen the video? I think it's at Disney. And like there's a Spider-Man. He's like crawling in between these two walls. And then he like goes down and this woman hands him a, a dollar or a fiver or something. And he pulls off the mask and it's Andrew Garfield. Oh, yes. He's like, yes. <laughs> I think that was like um, uh, like Kimmel or Fallon or something. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, yeah, but you know, Guillermo del Toro, I've, I've said this before, he's kind of hit and miss with me. Mm-hmm. Um, he makes beautiful movies. He, yeah, that that... As as a Cannot director and a, um, I'm sure he's not a director of photography, but um, just as as a director and you know just the worlds he builds are so just beautiful and breathtaking, but sometimes the, his stories are lacking. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. Um, I with this cast, I I definitely say uh, I would, I'm interested as is, but you know, time will tell. It I I. Wouldn't hold my breath on February. <laughs> yeah. Um, the latest update I saw on the SEG negotiations, are they are not going well. Yeah. Uh, last thing I heard was that AMTP has just walked away from the table. Yep. That's what I saw too. <laughs> Apparently, uh, they wanted 2% of something. I don't know if it was residuals or what exactly it was, but they, they wanted 2%. Yeah, um, they wanted something, they wanted a percentage based on memberships. So, like, they wanted basically a cut of every, like, let's take Netflix. <clears throat> For every member that they have, they wanted a cut from that membership. Okay, maybe that's what it was. And even I, like, even I, who completely sides with SAG, SAG-AFTRA and WGA, I think that's a, that's going too far. <laughs> that's a little much. Yeah, because you're not you're you're digging into their bread and butter, not their profits. <laughs> yeah, that that 
the the membership fees are how they pay for for their company. That like that's that's what that literally their bread and butter. And then you know you, the profits from the films. That's something that I I don't I don't, don't want to get too in the weeds with this because I don't fully understand it. But from my perspective, I think that's a, a bridge too far. Okay, <laughs> but <clears throat> but I just need to end. Yeah, for everybody's sake, like pay your people. That's all. Yeah, it shouldn't be a question. It, it, no, it shouldn't. In any industry, at any job, it shouldn't. Pay your people what they're worth. Yeah. All right, so again, flashing back, I, I believe it was just two weeks ago, um, we talked about the filmmakers RKSS from French Canada. Uh, I believe last time I called them Roadkill Something Something. <laughs> I believe it's Roadkill Superstars. Oh. I have Google at my fingertips, and I'm still just like, oh, I don't know. It's funnier if you guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's better content. <laughs> Uh, they, of course, made Turbo Kid uh, and Summer of 84, and we talked about they're making a new slasher film set in a what sounds like an Ikea-style store. Uh, they're also adapting a comic book called The Zombies Ate the World. Uh, their adaptation is called We Are Zombies. The comic is done by Jerry Frisson and Guy Davis. I never understood why they do that. Change the name? Yeah. Yeah, like, again, going back to that IP thing, like, wouldn't you want the recognizable name? Right. Like, what if somebody who really likes this comic doesn't watch this because they don't realize it's an adaptation? Right. And it's like, I don't know, are you tra- trying to fit it on a poster or something? Yeah. I don't know. I don't either. Uh, but the comic and I assume subsequently the movie follows three slackers whose money schemes land them in trouble with an evil corporation that kidnaps their grandma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the catch? Wait. There's, there needs to be a catch. <laughs> that sounds convoluted enough. Uh, this particular world is overrun by zombies, though they're not the insatiable brain eaters you'd expect. Oh, so they're just articulate zombies. Is it like I zombie? Yeah, like maybe. I don't know. Uh, Alexander Nachi from Clash. Not sure what that is. I don't know. Uh, Megan Peta Hill from Riverdale. And Derek Johns from Moonfall star as Carl, Maggie, and Freddie, respectively. Uh, Anik Wissel, I'm going to say it like from Letterkenny, <laughs> uh, who is a member of RKSS, tells Bloody Disgusting it's a really ambitious universe as well to put on screen. Uh, the one from the comic book is in the future. We still kept that future, but we made it more grounded. So it's kind of like a weird 90s future. So, Turbo Kid. <laughs> <laughs> These guys really love their retro <laughs> shit, don't they? Yeah, what what uh, Wissell just described is Turbo Kid. <laughs> right. <clears throat> yeah, I, it, within this interview, they also talked about how the, these three characters, they in their ad- adaptation, they basically <laughs> uh, based the characters on them. Oh. They, I, I mean, not to the point where it was like, yeah, we're just going to throw out everything 
you know, baby with the bathwater and just make this a new thing about us. Right. But it's like the characters are the characters from the comic book, but with a twist of, you know, adding in themselves as a lot of personality traits. Mm. Like the example one guy used was he was like, you know, I'm wearing a pro wrestling shirt. So we had to add pro wrestling into the movie. I assume he means that he's very into pro wrestling, not just based on his shirt. Yeah. Because that seems like. It wasn't just like. It seems like a shirt. You know, this shirt's kind of cool. What if we had pro wrestling? <laughs> throw that in. I don't know where this, what this is. Let me Google it. <laughs> Dan Howe's in. Let me see. <coughs> um, also, I thought I added it in here, but also they said that this uh, the, with. I can't remember the name of the other movie. The slasher one. Do you remember? Oh, um, I don't. Well, with whatever it is, they said that they were told to kind of like, you need to tone down the gore a little bit. Ah. And so they were like, all right, we'll take that gore and put it in the zombie movie. <laughs> I like the cut of their jib. <laughs> so apparently this business is going to be like super gory. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I appreciate the gore. Yes. I like, like if you're going to put gore in a movie, just do it. Just fucking go for it. Hell yeah. Because unless it's a budgetary thing, like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that that is like the one reason not to. Yeah. Other Just fucking go nuts. Because anything, anything that you consider like gory is probably more than you would see in real life. Like when somebody gets cut open and just like this spurt of blood. That doesn't happen. No. But if you're going to do that, then just fucking go all in, guys. Yeah. Fucking filmmakers, guys, if you're listening, heed my advice. Especially like in a slasher movie. Like nobody watches a slasher movie and goes, that wouldn't happen. (laughs) No, we don't care. Yes. Show me Johnny Depp get sucked into the bed and a fucking fountain of blood come shooting out. Exactly. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's my favorite. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm interested in both these movies. I've liked everything RKS has done that I've seen to date, especially Turbo Kid. Um, I haven't seen it. I know you haven't. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm into this, and I like zombies. So There you go. You heard it from Taylor's face. <laughs> but... Welcome to the internet. Have a look around. Anything that brain of yours can think of can be found. We've got mountains of content, some better, some worse. If none of it's of interest to you, you'd be the first. Welcome to the internet. Come and take a seat. Would you like to see... All right, regular regular listeners to the show are no stranger to the fact that Taylor and I are big fans of the uh, Terrifier series. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and uh, the... I don't We've know got, you, did you buy tickets for Terrifier 2 yet? Yes. Okay, cool. Did you see there's going to be like 10 minutes? Or maybe not... No, not 10 minutes. There's going to be like some Terrifier 3 footage yeah. shown? Yeah. That's, that, that was what pushed me over. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, I just saw the movie. I have it on Blu-ray. I really need to go see it in the theater again. Didn't you say there's going to be like some unreleased footage in it? I think that's ultimately what it is. Because the runtime was about 10 minutes longer than the original screening. Okay. Or the original screen time. 
And so people are like, what's this about? Why is it longer? And then Damien oh, Leone. because it's the Terrifier 3 footage. Presumably, yeah. <clears throat> and he's like, he's very active on the the Art the Clown Appreciation Society Facebook group. Uh, he's he's pretty active. And he said, he's like telling people, it's like, you're going to want to see this. <laughs> um, and like a lot of people were like, man, I don't want to pay to go see it in the theater again. If I'm going to get like, you know, a couple minutes of unreleased footage or, you know, like get basically just, you know, recut footage from part two, you know, wrapped up as a, as a uh, preview to part three. And Leone's like, no, 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 this is, you're going to want to see this. So I'm hype. Nice. Nice. Anyway, the, uh, the, the producers of, uh, the terrifier series, um, I can't remember their names. I'm sure it's in here somewhere, but anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, Michael Le- Levy or Levy. I'm not sure if it's Levy or Levy. Stephen Della Sala, Marcus Slabine, Damian Leone, Phil Falcone, and George Stuber. There you go. Um, I, th- I think we've talked about this before on the show, right? Stream. I don't know that we... Well, maybe. It seems like something we would have talked about. <laughs> it seems like something we do. I mean, yeah, it definitely sounds like something we would talk about. Anyway, there's a new movie there's, coming no, out. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think we did. Yep. We, uh, we must have. I didn't realize that when I put it on here, but I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, well, recently, they finally dropped a trailer. There's lots, been lots of talk about it for, God, probably the better part of a year, seems like. Long enough that I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they finally dropped a trailer. <clears throat> And um, it uh, it looks to be some kind of kind of like um, like an online survival game show type thing. Yeah, kind of like that movie Funhouse. A little bit, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, being directed by Michael again Levy or Levy. I'm not sure which. Um, in the film, Roy and Elaine Keenan. Elaine Keenan realize that their family is drifting apart. They decide that something needs to be done. Roy forces his work to take a back seat and they seize the opportunity to recreate a vacation from their past. A peaceful stay in a quaint hotel is just what they need. However, it's not what's in store for them. Dun, dun, dun. <clears throat> With four deranged murderers patrolling the seemingly mundane halls. Oh, my voice is starting to go. <coughs> Uh, the odds are definitely not in the Keenan family's favor. Roy must fight for his life and for those of his family as their simple weekend getaway truly turns into a vacation to die for. <laughs> uh, makeup effects, which you don't see much in the trailer, but what there is kind of looks. I don't looks think I fun. watched this trailer. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, but the special effects are being handled by uh, Damien Leone himself, who, of course, did all this. Well, most of the special effects in, um, I don't. He he designed them at least. He designed special effects for Terrifier and Terrifier Two. Um, I know he had people helping him, but I don't want to give all the credit to him because I know he had other people working with him. Yeah. Um. Uh, the cast is full of horror royalty. Uh, he's got Tony Todd, Jeffrey Combs. Danielle Harris, Tim Reed, D. Wallace, uh, Daniel Roebuck, 
<laughs> Obviously horror royalty. <laughs> uh, Mark Holton, Felissa Rose. Wait, who's Mark Holton? From Leprechaun? I, that's the one name I haven't recognized. Oh, I know he's not the Leprechaun. <laughs> no, that's the Warwick. That's the, yeah, the iconic Warwick Davis. Uh, Dave Sheridan. Dave um, Sheridan, I know that name. What's he from? Uh, scary Movie and the Devil's Rejects. I'm trying to think of a common cast member, but I, again, I'm drawing a blank here. Um, Terry Alexander, David Howard Thornton. He is in it. Okay. I thought it, he was, but he, I didn't see him in the trailer. Um, oh, it's Doofy. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Charles Edwin Powell, Bob Adrian, Sidney Malachi, uh, or Malachi. Yeah, I'm you're not sure. out of my out of my realm now. Yeah, there's a lot of names here I don't recognize. Uh, Wesley Holloway, Damian Maff Maffey, uh, and Michael Levy himself. Damian Maffey, that's the name sounds familiar. So. Doesn't look familiar. Yeah, it looks like uh, in the movie, uh, Jeffrey. Haunt. Mm. That's that's a good movie. I should watch that again. Haunt is a good movie, yeah. Um, Yeah, in the movie, it looks like Jeffrey Combs is kind of like the mastermind that has organized these killers to kind of go through this hotel or motel and kill people. It's really hard to get like a full premise just from the trailer, but and even this description doesn't really kind of <laughs> give a lot of insight. But <clears throat> yep, looks exciting, guys. I mean, that cast alone. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it says twenty twenty four. There hasn't been a more specific release date yet. Um, but uh, don't worry, it's definitely going on the schedule when there is a release date. Mm-hmm. So get excited, keep, guys. Keep an eye out. I don't care about the sunshine, yeah. Cause mama, mama, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. All right, so James DeMonaco. Uh, the creator and director of the Purge movies is returning to the horror genre. Don't worry. It's not another Purge. That doesn't give me any kind of comfort. <laughs> uh, it's a movie called The Home. <coughs> to the home. <laughs> yeah, I work out at a home. <laughs> uh, Deadline reports that Lionsgate has closed a U.S. deal on the upcoming film, which was made by fucking Miramax. <laughs> uh, this stars Pete Davidson. Oh, Boy, who has started to kind of worm his way into uh, into the horror genre as if it was a celebrity starlet. <laughs> you know, I'm not the first to say it, but that guy must be fucking packing heat because <laughs> the 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 women that he goes through, mm-hmm. which seems so far out of his mm-hmm. league. You know, good on him. Good for him. Um, I will say this. If you want confirmation, there are photos out there. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Davidson will play Max, a troubled man who starts working at a retirement home and realizes its residents and caretakers harbor sinister secrets. As he investigates the building and its forbidden fourth floor, he starts to uncover connections to his past and upbringing as a foster child. I know he was in that movie Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I think there was another horror movie he was in, too. Boats, Boats, Boats. He was in Boats, 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 yeah. (laughs) Uh, My kid, he's got these bath toys. They're just little plastic boats that we throw in the bathroom. Every time he's in the bath, he says, Boats. And then either my wife or I just go, Boats, Boats, Boats. Uh, yeah, he was in King of Staten Island, which I don't know. Seemed like it got mixed reviews. I thought it was all right. I didn't see it. I, I thought it looked pretty good. His the show he's on looks pretty good too. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. Um, I didn't know he's on a show. Yeah, it's basically like a autobiographical show. Oh, um, but you know, like kind of turned up. To oh, that one. Um, yeah. I, f- I think Ray Liotta was on it before he died. I think so. Yeah. A lot of looks like a lot of people have been on it. Um, I know Art the Clown was in it. Was he? <laughs> yeah. Um, Mulaney was on it. Yeah, I guess I knew that. Talking yeah. about going to rehab. <laughs> Bupkis. That's the one. Uh, let's see. Damon Ocko wrote the script alongside Adam Canto. James and Pete have created an instant horror classic, and we are thrilled to have found the perfect partner in Lionsgate to bring the film to U.S. audiences, says Miramax's Tom Zadra. He would. Well, yeah, the think he's going to be like, yeah, I read the script. It's pretty shit, but, you know, we need content. Yeah. <laughs> what do they expect these guys to say? Uh, the Home is expected in theaters in early 2024, which means it's probably already been filmed. Likely. I did see, likely. I did see a photo from it, and it was just like Pete Davidson covered head to toe in blood. Well, that's a good start. He looked like D in that one episode when she made the, uh, the M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> <coughs> Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's going to be a horror comedy, which I think I think Bodies, Bodies, Bodies was more of a horror comedy. I, If I've ever heard of that movie, I've completely forgotten about it. So I've, I've heard of it. I really know very little about it other than that, that Pete Davidson is in it mm. and that it's a horror comedy. Right. Um, and I think there's like th- three female protagonists, I think. Are they the bodies? They're, yeah, each one is a body. <laughs> <laughs> They're the titular bodies, bodies, bodies. Uh, yep. Neat. Pete Davidson. Hey, that's horror business. Hey. Woo. Yay. Uh, okay. Well, we'll just keep this, uh, train moving and we'll go into our film reviews. Our feature film. What? You have horror business. <gasps> Lynn got us Fanta Secrets. Fanta What's Secrets. What's it called? Oh, what it what the-, the Fanta? So I oh, it's fun drinking it. All right, dudes and dudettes, we're back with our film reviews. Is this a morning zoo now? <laughs> You're here with Squirrely in the fart. <laughs> <laughs> What was that one? It was Just, laser beam. <laughs> I like that one. Oh, where's that? 
Uh, okay, before we get to that, though, uh, let's let's give this a shot. Yeah, my girlfriend has, has brought us uh, Fanta, what the Fanta, mystery-flavored soda. Mm-hmm. And we're, so we're going to give it a shot. It's uh, We poured some, poured some in a glass, and it is very, very, very dark purple, almost black. Yeah. So I'm, my first thought would be some kind of grape. Yeah, like... Or some grape kind of berry. Or, like she said, mixed berry of some sort. I don't know. I'm terrible at picking out flavors. I was, I was saying this off the air, but like I try to drink Voodoo and like judge what the flavor is, and I'm so bad at it <laughs> <laughs> because every year it tastes like Rocket Pop to me. Or is that what Rocket Pop, right? With the red, white, and blue ones. Yeah, yeah. It always tastes like that to me, and I think actually one year it was okay. But supposedly the other year it's stuck it's in not. your brain. <laughs> um. Anyway, so. right, well, here's to you. Yeah, I definitely get some kind of berry. Yeah. Could be blackberry. It does have that zero sugar taste, though. It definitely does. It's not bad. Yeah, I mean, if it was not sugar-free, I would be more interested in drinking it. But it is is weird that it is only sugar-free. I don't understand why. It makes zero sense. I think there there might be a full sugar one, but this yeah, is the, the most all I've seen is I mean I, I feel like I saw it online, it, but, but I haven't like seen it out in the wild. Mm. Well, that's my guess. My guess is blackberry. Sure, yeah, let's try <laughs> that. <laughs> Honestly, I've like I said, I'm terrible at, at flavors. So you're like tastes like chicken. Well, it's like definitely a berry of some kind, but specifically what kind of berry, I really couldn't tell you. It's probably some <clears throat> weird berry we've never heard of. Like some weird African berry from the wilderness. <laughs> from the depths of Africa. Africa. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a Fallujah berry. A what? A Fallujah berry. Fallujah berry. <laughs> All right, so. This is Week of the Creature, and then in parentheses, Feature, and then in parentheses, to the break it down. <laughs> uh, we've picked uh, two creature features. Two, two creature features. Um, that, yeah, I mean, like, I feel like they, they qualify the most as creatures just because they're really nonspecific. Yeah. They don't, they're, I mean, they're not vampires, they're not right. werewolves, they're not, yeah, they're not ghosts. They're not frankenstein's right <laughs> yeah um and that is the blob from 1988 the remake the remake uh and feast two because we've already done feast one that's right but taylor which one do you want to start with uh, let's start with feast two sloppy seconds
And so, yes, that is the full name. Feast 2, colon, Sloppy Seconds. Because it's so sloppy. It's so sloppy. It's just sloppy steaks. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, I don't know if you know this, but I used to be a real piece of shit. <laughs> That's why my, my son doesn't like you, because you used to be a piece of shit. Yeah, and babies can tell. <laughs> I used to slick back my hair. <laughs> Eat sloppy sacks, sloppy steaks, <laughs> sloppy seconds, and sloppy steaks got combined in my head, and it came out of sloppy sacks. <laughs> All right, so these two. Taylor has a lot of sloppy sacks. It's so sloppy. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> so these two, uh, we open up on Biker Queen, who is the sister of Harley Mom from the first movie. But she's the same person. That's the same actress, because it's her twin sister. Right. Of course, if if you don't remember the first movie, Harley Mom, um, this is 2008. Okay, spoilers ahead. Um, and spoilers for the first one, I guess, if you haven't seen that. But Harley Mom uh, got her face pumped full of monster jizz, <laughs> and then she exploded. Yeah. Not from the monster jizz, from a separate... <laughs> uh, she had dynamite wrapped around her. Blown up, sir. <laughs> Some stripes. I know. You got it. <laughs> Chicago. Bang, bang. <laughs> um, so she comes across uh, the bartender from the first movie, played by the late, great Clue Gulager. Klugler. Klugler. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the Klug approves. <laughs> uh, by the way, this is, is directed by uh, John Gulager. Also written by Marcus Dunson and Patrick Melton, who wrote uh, some of the Saw movies and uh, the uh, Collector movies. That's what it was. I was trying to remember what they had done without looking it up because I was too lazy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, she comes across uh, the bartender who should by no account be alive. (laughs) No. (laughs) He got his throat ripped out and he's a thousand years old. (laughs) It's so old. But somehow, old balls is gross. <laughs> somehow he's still alive, just bleeding all over the desert. You know, his handkerchief is apparently keeping his throat intact. Right. And so she finds him and he tells her that, you know, Bozo uh, is the <laughs> one that killed her sister. She told him to beat it, Bozo. <laughs> Calling everybody Bozo now. It's a new thing. <laughs> course we saw bozo and hot wheels and toughy can't remember the other woman's name at the end of the movie they took off in the trans am right uh so now biker queen is on a mission to find bozo and exact her revenge so they go to this town this small town which is called small town naturally (laughs) or it could be smalton I'm not sure. <laughs> but it's at this point, it's been overrun by these monsters. In the first one, we thought maybe there was like a big one and a baby one. Yeah. But now we find out there's tons of them. Yeah. And like, yeah, they, they, like it almost, in the first one, it made you think that like they just were out in the wilderness or like wandering the desert or something and they just happened to descend on this one little bar out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But via a flashback to the night prior, you see that at the same time it, they were attacking the bar, they were also attacking this town. Right. So, 
uh, we are introduced to a pair of um, little people, Mexican wrestlers, named Thunder and Lightning. Yeah, it's like historically, midget wrestlers. Midget wrestlers. Been a term. And little re- little person wrestler just doesn't flow. So. Well, and the thing is, there's still like companies called like Midget Wrestling Federation, like. It's, I'm not sure that's PC, but they said I, it. Yeah. Uh, Thunder is played by Randall from Scrubs. <laughs> uh, Martin Kleba, who apparently used to play for a, their term, Midget Basketball League. <laughs> and also, at one point, held the uh, Guinness World Record for world's fastest little person. Really? Yeah. It's tiny, powerful fists. <laughs> tiny fists of fury. Uh, and Lightning, I don't know if he actually is, but he's dressed like uh, Mascarita Sagrada, who is an actual mini luchador. Oh, they have their own name? Um, I'm. They call him Midgets. I don't know. I mean, they're not just called Luchas? Or... Yeah, they are. Oh, okay. But, I, you know, he's a little person. So... Yes, he's an actual, who is still active to this day. I don't think it's the same person. Oh, the actor is. I don't know if the actor is actually the person who played Masquerita oh, you mean Sagrada his, at any time. But his get up persona okay. is, is Masquerita Sagrada. Got it. And uh, yeah, I, I think the current Masquerita Sagrada is not the original Masquerita Sagrada. I see. Uh, they, they, are they former wrestlers or do they still wrestle? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I kind of got the impression they retired and started this key shop. <laughs> but this guy still dresses head to toe and is, he's still in full gear. Right. And then Thunder just wears like a vest. Yeah. And no shirt. He's just like a biker or something. Yeah. And he's got like the big Danny Trejo, you know, Santa Maria tattoo on his chest. Right. And a Raiders tattoo on his arm, which I think is real. Yeah. <laughs> Like like, a, like an Oakland Raiders or actually I don't know if it's Oakland or Los it's Angeles. Been the same logo every t- town they've been in. Well, yeah. It, I do find it funny that their logo doesn't say Los Angeles, Oakland, Vegas. It just says Raiders, right? Oh, then he's got a, he's got a Detroit Tigers one on the other shoulder. Was that what it was? Yeah. It's like you never know where, where we'll be. Where we'll be. Um, uh, the guy who played uh, Thunder. Or lightning, I mean. Uh, he has three credits, and none of them have anything to do with wrestling, so... Okay, so he's probably just wearing the wearing the getup. Yeah. Also, did you notice that um, when they go to the key shop, the sign, it says lightening? <laughs> like, like in the process of light, like to lighten something? <laughs> I didn't There's notice. an extra E in there? I didn't notice that, no. That's so easy to misspell, too. Well, yeah, because lightning is a word. Right. And so, like, autocrack's not going to catch that. No. But so they were attacked by the monsters, and lightning's girlfriend was killed. And so now they're staying with their abuelita. Uh, we see inside. That's grandma. It is, yes. Thank you. Uh, we see inside the jail where there is a hobo whose name is Hobo. <laughs> That's, that's the thing. Oh yeah, go ahead. I was just saying that's the thing about these feast movies. Nobody has a real name. Well, not 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 nobody. nobody. But 
even the people who do usually have a nickname, except yeah. for Greg in this one, right? <laughs> Fucking Greg. <laughs> but yeah, like there was, you know, the first one we had like Hero, and then Hero Two, which was uh, one of them was McCreamy. I don't remember if he was one or two, but he's he, one of the McCreamies. He, he died in like five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and then you had Beer Guy, which was Judah Friedlander. Mm-hmm. Like Bo- bartender and uh, Harley mom and Bozo and <laughs> Bozo. Honey Pie. Honey Pie, who was in this one? Yes. Um, and Hot Wheels, which was the kid in the wheelchair. Right. And Jason Muse. <laughs> I forgot about him. <laughs> who, again, dies like right away. Yeah. Gets his... What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Just gets his face ripped off like it wasn't even attached in the first place. Oh, so good. Uh, let's see. So, um, Biker Queen has this gang with her. Apparently their names are, uh, Tat Girl, Top Girl, and Tit Girl. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like I said, they take this bartender and they're going to Bozo's apartment. He's going to show him where, where Bozo lives. Although he, the, the whole time he's like, yeah, I guarantee you he's not there. Like he, he took off in the Trans Am. But so they get there and they encounter Honey Pie. Also along the way, bartender is just like, you know, this revenge thing. It's not, it's not good for you. It's, you know, it's not going to give you closure, all this stuff. And if, if you remember in the first one, Honey Pie was put in a barrel and rolled outside. She was going to get in the truck, drive the truck up to the bar so everyone else could get in the truck and then they would escape. She got to the truck and just drove away. (laughs) And just left everyone there. So as soon as bartender sees Honey Pie, he beats the shit out of yeah. her. Just doesn't hold. He he beat her ass like she was a man. He slams her head into the toilet like six times. With a bunch of poo-poo and pee-pee in yeah, it. There's like two turds floating in this toilet. <laughs> and then like pushes her out the window. Just it's closed. fucks her up. Yeah. Um... And but in this whole melee, she pulls a gun, and um, Biker Queen notices it says Harley Mom. Does it say Harley Mom? Yeah. Okay. And so you know now she's now Honey Pie's on her radar, but she, like I said, she gets pushed out the window and just takes off, <laughs> like Frank when he fell through the window. <laughs> <coughs> um, we also see there's a car salesman. Named Slasher, because he slashes prices. <laughs> He's played by Martin's friend. <laughs> you know, from the show Martin. Right. Martin. Martin. Damn, Gina. <laughs> he, uh, his, his wife, is her name is Secrets, because she Secrets. believes... Secrets. <laughs> Secrets. Secret handshake. Oh, I was going for New Girl. Oh. I was doing the secret handshake. Right. I don't know if... I don't remember when that takes place, so maybe you didn't get to that part yet. I may not have. (laughs) Yeah, her name is Secrets because she does the secret. She believes in the secret. Right. If you don't know, the secret is a thing where you wish for things and uh, they happen. Remember when she, who we do not speak of, did that? Yes. (laughs) It was so stupid. (laughs) But Secrets is cheating... On Slasher with Greg. <laughs> Just Greg. Yeah. Well, he has a last he name. Has a, he has a last name, but it was I, like 
Stanks or something. Like that. <laughs> like, uh, who is played by Tom Gulager. Another Gulager. It's a family affair. It's Gulager Palooza. Gulager? Is that how it's pronounced? I don't know. Gulager. 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 I see L-A-G-E-R and I'm going lager. Because, I don't know, maybe I'm an alcoholic. (laughs) You're drunk. But yeah, he catches them uh, having sex in one of his cars that he he gets into to try to escape the monsters. And so they, you know, they're running from the monsters. They get a call on Slasher's cell phone from Thunder and Lightning. And they're like, hey, come to this garage. You know, we're, we're holed up here. We, we're, we can see you. Watch out for those monsters. Also, watch out for that giant pile of shit. Yeah, which is like the size of a, a small um, Mexican wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like like if you or I were like to curl up into a ball, it's about that big. It's, it's a, it, I mean, to quote Jeff Goldblum. That is one big pile of shit. Yes. And it's, it's all like, looks bloody. <laughs> it looks like like entrails. Yeah. But so they go to this garage with Thunder and Lightning and Abuelita. Oh, shit. Suzanne Summer dies. Oh. This is a hell of a year. I always say that every year, but. Yeah. Um, You, you threw me off. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So they, they decide they're going to go to the prison because, you know. Big heavy doors, impenetrable fortress. Sure. Yeah. And bartender's big idea is, you know, let's just drive through, drive a truck through the front door, and they're like, and create a giant breach. It's a terrible idea. You could just drive the truck through the door, leave the truck there, so there's no escape, and crawl through the front window. In theory, but unless, what if you make a hole that's too big? What if like the bricks fall off the side, you know? Well, maybe. That's the risk. Are you willing to take that risk? Like with a bunch like, of monsters running around who want to fuck your face? Instead of not getting into the building at all? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> or you could come up with another idea, which is what they do. <sighs> I guess. Uh, their idea is they're gonna go to the roof. They're gonna, you know, get from rooftop to rooftop. The problem is this is very far. Quite far. They're not adjoining buildings. No. There are they are at least across the street. At least, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Greg has found the body of one of these monsters, and he is going to be that guy, as bartender says, who you know decides, oh, we need to cut this open and see what's inside, and see how these things operate. So he cuts this thing open with a blowtorch, and just starts like poking different organs. Yeah, like he has this like notion that this is for science and he's just he's literally just poking things yeah and he has no idea what he's looking at he's not a doctor of any kind he's a car salesman <laughs> right yeah he works for a slasher yeah or did he got fired for you know fucking his wife yeah. that that happens at the beginning of the movie yeah he's like oh you are so fucking fired and he's like well i quit yeah. classic retort yeah but so he pokes something and the monster farts <laughs> So much farts. Yeah, it's just literally this big brown cloud comes out. <laughs> and everyone starts vomiting. Everyone. Everyone. And then he, you know, keeps poking around, pokes something else, and uh secrets gets just showered and shit. Just a big old fountain of poopy comes out. Mm-hmm. So again, everyone starts vomiting. And he's like, all right, all right. Just one more time. 
So he pokes something else, and this uh, this monster's giant dong just starts just starts coming everywhere. <laughs> was that was it come? It was. I think so. I thought like I was trying to figure out if it was come or pee, but later you can see Biker Queen and she's got like white spoogums <laughs> viscous <laughs> liquid on her face. So. That was when I came to the conclusion that it was jism. These things, they, they're they just coming and coming. It's, yeah. It's I'm, coming all the time. They they got these big old monster dongs. Yeah. Speaking of which, so did lightning. <laughs> right. It, there's no way that was real. No way. That was like, that we would be more proportioned on like a guy that was over seven feet tall. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, the monsters killed lightning's girlfriend and they, they like pulled her out of the house mid coitus <laughs> and so <laughs> thunder and lightning are running away from the house and yeah it's just like flopping back and forth yeah it's like a fucking sausage hanging there yeah <clears throat> so yeah and then <laughs> finally greg is just like okay okay i'm done i'm done wait a second what's that and i'm like they didn't notice this before there's a giant fucking eyeball in this thing's belly you missed the part where it just just a fountain of what i assume was puke the monster did yeah i only remember the poop and the jizz no there's just a like it was like a fire hose just like straight up in the air oh yeah 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 yeah. okay just all this green puke just seemingly going everywhere but it only seemed to actually land on Abolita. <laughs> yeah. Good point. That, thank you for bringing that up because that's actually very important. Um, this thing, much like the, the boomers from Left for Dead, they shoot this viscous uh, acid when they vomit. And so, yeah, it covers Abolita and she instantly, like her skin starts like bubbling and she like has to, you know, go away to another place. And yeah, then they noticed this giant eyeball in this thing's gut. And then there was also something that looked like a mouth or maybe a vagina, with but with teeth. <laughs> Just big fangs coming out of it. Yeah. Let's hope it was a mouth. Let's hope. But in these movies... <laughs> anything is possible. <laughs> anything is possible. And so yeah, Abuelita starts just melting away. She starts... Just looking heinous, like her face starts melting and her teeth start becoming visible, and she's looking skeletal and zombie-like. Yeah. And then she's like, "Oh!" And she's just making these noises the whole time. She's like, oh, "I hurt." Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, Slasher comes up with this great idea that they're going to put a catapult on the roof. Of course, there's only two people who will fit in this catapult. Right. You've probably guessed by now, it's thunder and lightning. <laughs> and so they build this catapult, and they, but they want to test it. And the only thing that they have to test it with is Abuelita. <laughs> and Sasha's so just like, dude, she's she's gone. Like, it's not worth saving her. And then Thunder ends up looking over the edge of the roof and he sees this other guy who had gotten puked on they called him puker mm-hmm. and he like falls to the ground and basically just <laughs> explodes yeah. more or less and so he tells lightning he's like you know if you saw what i just saw you would understand like it, it's not worth it to have abelie to go through all this pain for nothing yeah 
it was bartender who was, said that no that was well, bartender was was telling them first he was just like you know it's he's telling them it's not worth it but then it was thunder that saw the puker and then was trying to convince lightning yeah i, I, I just say bartender was referring of course to judah freelander right or beer guy beer from guy, the first yeah. movie who just kind of slowly fell apart yeah. throughout the course of the movie <laughs> <laughs> the maggots are falling out of his hair. He, his, he's so good in this movie. In, in the first one, I mean. He does make a short appearance in this one in a uh, in one of Honey Pie's flashbacks. Or right. Fantasies, I guess. Yeah. More of a nightmare, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But Lightning doesn't want to let Abelita get flung across the street. Go figure. So they ha- have a impromptu Lucha Libre match. <laughs> Lightning like jumps off this pipe and does a cross body block on him. <laughs> but then of course, you know, Thunder puts him in a camel clutch and Lightning eventually submits. That's over. As you as you do when you're in a camel clutch. Sure. R.I.P. Shiki baby, by the way. <laughs> but so um Slasher picks up Thunder and he's like, mm, nah, there's 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 too much grandma. Like we the weight's off. And so they rip her arm off. Did they even rip it off or just kind of well, just kind of pops off? Yeah, he was like, we need to, you know, lighten up, lighten the load. And so yeah, they just like grab her arm and it just yeah, it just kind of falls off. <laughs> and so then he puts the body on the catapult. And Slasher's like, hmm, still still too heavy. We we gotta get rid of a little more. Just just pour a little out. This <laughs> so nasty. He literally takes this burlap sack that they put her in and just tips it over and it just this brownish reddish liquid with chunks in it yeah just comes pouring out and this whole time abuelita is just like oh (laughs) and so finally they you know get the get the weight right and they fling her across the street and she lands well she splatters into the wall of the prison (laughs) and slasher is just like yeah that's american ingenuity right there (laughs) Um, so finally Thunder agrees to do it and they strap him in. I guess, is this before or after Greg goes into hero mode? This is That's after, right? I'm pretty sure that's after. Okay. So look, is he, cause he goes down and then he gets back up there. Greg. Yeah. Yeah. So he must've. Already done. He must have already gone down there. Yeah. So Greg at one point decides he's going to be the hero. He like grabs a uh, telephone cable or a power line or something, and just like swings himself down. Oh, because they hear a baby crying. Yeah. And so he's going to go save this baby. And so he goes down and he finds his baby in the back seat of a car. Turns around and there's monsters all over him. So he takes off running. This was the part that kind of bugged me because in the first one, these monsters are so fast they are like insusceptible to the human eye almost. Yeah. But in this one, they're just they're running after him. They're chasing him down. And I'm just like, no. Like if these are the same monsters as the first one, although they are chubbier in this <laughs> because they're people in suits. So he, he's, you know, he's running and finally he's like, sorry, baby. <laughs> just throws this baby over his head. I'm like, that is so fucked up. I don't I don't like that. I probably would have been a little more amb- ambivalent. Is that the right word? Ambiguous? No, not ambiguous. Yeah, probably ambivalent. Yeah. Is that the right word? 
Yeah. <laughs> I need to look that up. Um, about it before I was a dad. Sure. But, uh, yeah, it, that actually kind of bugged me watching it this time. It's fucked up. Uh, yeah. Like, and this movie has two things in it that I really was kind of upset by. At the very beginning, uh, Biker Queen shoots a dog. Yeah, for no reason. Well, she's he was chewing on Harley Mom's hand. Hand. Yeah, that's true. Um, she didn't need to put three shotgun shells into it. Scared away. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, the baby. Which yeah, <laughs> like a lot of this, like just the over the top gore and violence. Yeah, yeah it, like I can, like I appreciate a lot of that, but I've gotten to a point where like I don't. Violence against kids, I, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think it's funny or entertaining. And it, there's no place for it in any film. That's right. Unless it's like for dramatic effect, I guess. Like, if you're telling a story specifically about, you know, violence against children or something to that, you know, like that. But just for shock value, no. Yeah. So, and apparently that was the director's kid, too. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, there was. I mean, they, this whole scene, like the only purpose of Greg going down there was just to have this scene, which was purely for shock value. Right. Yeah, so he eventually gets back on the roof without the baby. And so that's when Thunder gets in the catapult. They launch him. He goes almost straight up <laughs> as he's coming down. He's just like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Smacks into the ground with just this sickening thud. But he's still alive. But he's obviously like so hurt. He's like trying to crawl away, and that's when the monsters get him. They just rip him in half, and mm. he's still like crawling with just his entrails coming out the bottom. And he's like, "Joke on it!" <laughs> uh, this is when Lightning gets a trash can, and he's like, "Oh, I forgot to mention they made a key because they were able to just look through a uh, periscope <laughs> and see the lock and make a key from it." Yeah, it's not not how that works. Yeah. Our, uh, Biker Queen just carries around like a little telescope, like a fucking yeah, like a pirate. Like a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, oh, it's a Magnum, you know, 430 or whatever. And so it's apparently all those have the same key. Nonsense. <laughs> like, have you never had a key made? Right. <laughs> but the lightning's in this trash can, and he's just like, you know, walking with it's just the, you just <laughs> see this trash can with these little feet underneath it. <laughs> and it looks like a, you know, Goomba from Mario or something. Like, <laughs> But he's able to rescue the key, and he so he walks up to the prison. Hobo is still in the prison. Uh, all the, the police officers are all dead, but Hobo's still in there. And he goes into the, um, I guess, the evidence room. Presumably, and yeah. just, there's a stick of dynamite in there. <laughs> like, that shit, like, I don't think that police departments are supposed to hold on to that kind of stuff i think that's get turned gets turned turned over to like the atf the feds yeah yeah i would think so <laughs> but he blows the the door or um and you know lightning like pulls the trash can down and he's like <laughs> <laughs> um meanwhile honey pie has broken into this like convenience store kind of place yeah, like corner shop whatever yeah which apparently is locked from the inside and outside at the same time as <laughs> it just deadbolt must be probably yeah um 
that's you know a key lock on both sides. And so she goes through the vents, f- falls in, and now she can't get out. But she gets attacked by a monster, and the monster's claw is able to break through the the, the glass. So she kills the monster and then uses its claw to just chip away at this glass until she's able to climb out. It's like, is this like bulletproof glass or something? Yeah, I don't know. Cause she's got, you know, she takes a golf club and a aluminum baseball bat to it and it doesn't break. Like it seems like a lot for just a tiny little town. Yeah. Right? And especially for just like a convenience store. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> um, do, 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 do. Lightning reaches the jailhouse. As he opens the door, the hobo throws a stick of dynamite out. Um, and he is, when this thing explodes, he is launched across. You just see this garbage can with little feet. Go, whoa. <laughs> um, then we see Honey Pie. Then this, this, you know, this edge on the garbage can slashes her throat. All right, I get you. Just had an edge. <laughs> As she's she's just, she's just walking away, <coughs> you know. As everyone else is stuck on this rooftop now, right. she's just like, "Bye!" Like goes up over the train tracks and stuff. And that, yeah, this shrapnel from the garbage can slices across her neck. She falls down dead. Roll credits. <laughs> well, and then like everybody else is up on the roof, out of ideas, and the monsters are. Coming through Climb, the door, they're, yeah, they're climbing up and yeah, yeah they guess they're climbing up the sides and and coming through the right. door both, yeah. And they're just basically gearing up to have a final stand, and yeah, she's off bleeding out somewhere. Yeah, and but the, the credits are cool because like it's from basically from underneath her, and so it's just like the side of her face, yeah, and, as what, if the ground was like a piece of glass, right? And the blood is just slowly pooling more and more, mm-hmm. and you know then the credits roll. Until Honey Pie wakes up. And then, then, then it's over. Yeah. There it is. That's Feast 2, Sloppy Seconds. Getting you primed for Feast 3. The Oh, fuck. What was it called? Uh, um, damn it. I had it in my mind and I lost it. The Happy Finish. That's right. <clears throat> so what did you think, Tony? Um... It's it's entertaining. It definitely doesn't have the, uh, I'll use this term loosely, charm <laughs> of the first one. <clears throat> no, it definitely doesn't. Um, the first one was a Project Greenlight mm-hmm. um, joint. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, this one, yeah, I don't know. what the motivation was, but it was definitely, it felt like it had a different tone. Yeah. It's funny. Cause it's all the same people. It's, yeah. like, it's the same writers, same director. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like not necessarily that they leaned into the comedy more. Cause there is comedy in the first one, mm-hmm. but this one is a little more goofy. Yeah. And third one's really goofy. Yeah. The third one, <clears throat> it's been a while since I've watched it, but what I can remember about it, I don't feel like I really cared for it all that much. Yeah. I remember thinking they, they got too far from the plot. Yeah, especially at the end. At the end when the giant robot crushes them? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Spoiler alert, I guess. <clears throat> um, 
yeah it's uh i mean it's cohesive it's not like it the story falls apart at any point Mm -hmm. it's just it doesn't really seem like it doesn't seem to have the kind of entertainment value that the first one had i really like the creature effects and i like the fact that it's all with the exception of some like you know, obvious like CGI blood and squibs and stuff. All the creature effects appear to be practical, which, you know, you always score points with me for that. Right. But, like, granted, this was, what, 2008. So, and a low-budget film on top of it. So the CGI that they do use is terrible. Yeah, it's not great. Um, And, like... Like the whole time on they're they're on the rooftop, it's so clearly a green screen. Right, you can see kind of like the lines around people's heads and stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> and you know it's just it's lit wrong. Like that's I feel like that's like the important part about making green screen or your green screen or blue screen or whatever work is you have to light it correctly. Yeah, because if the lighting you put on your characters doesn't match the lighting you're projecting onto the screen, well, yeah, if you've got your light here and you can see the sun behind you, like that doesn't make any sense. Well, also it's like you know if you're out, if you if you've got people out under a blue sky, you need to light them kind of with some blue light. Yeah, you can't light them with yellow light, otherwise it doesn't look right. Yeah, <clears throat> you know if you're if it's a sunset, you want to light it with like orange or red light mm-hmm. and that type of stuff. Um, anyway, <clears throat> that's one thing about this movie though is like s- the vast majority of it takes place in daylight. Yeah, that that is definitely a different uh, aspect than the original. Um, yeah, and like like the parts where like uh, where Honey Pie falls out the window or when uh, Thunder falls off when he hits the ground after the um, <clears throat> after the catapult. And you know, like, like you see these like pools of blood start to spread under them. They're, they're clearly CGI. It's, why? Yeah. What was the point of that? that <laughs> Having a big sack of blood under them would have been easier and cheaper, right? <laughs> yeah, th- that's the thing that really bothers me is when something is so easily done practically. Yeah. I mean, I assume they have the reasons, but I don't understand them. And even if they have reasons. Doesn't mean they're good reasons. Yeah, I mean, like the, honestly, the only justification I can come up with is they watched it in post and they were just like, something's missing, right? Um, yeah, it's, there's a lot of people, um, which I don't know. All of them are necessarily necessary. Like. I mean, like the 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 girls and biker queens gang or whatever they were. Yeah, it's like they were clearly just there for the TNA. Oh, yeah, um, one of them was named Tit Girl. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, I'm not gonna argue with. I mean, I'm a red blooded male for Christ's sake, <laughs> or hot blooded male, red blooded. What's it? I mean, both. Sure, <laughs> both both things are true. Um, red hot. <laughs> That's what they call me. Uh, but um, it's just, it seemed like a lot of people that were just kind of floating around in the background for no real reason. Yeah. I I think only one of them had lines and there was, they were very few. Right. I feel like they might have more lines in the third one. I think you might be right. But I, 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 I mean, one of them dies in this. 
One of them died. Tot girl died. Oh, you're right. Okay. I was thinking of tit and tat. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's, it, like I said, it's entertaining, but it's not one I'm going to go back to regularly. Like I'll watch feast. I'll watch that one, you know, whenever the notion hits me, but mm. the, this, this one, not, not so much. Yeah. Like feast felt like a horror movie with some comedy. Whereas this feels more like a horror comedy. Yeah. Like they tried to make it more comedic. It wasn't like comedy for the sake of levity. It, it was comedy to be a comedy movie. Yeah. And also it's just like, like let's just make this as violent and over the top as possible. Yeah. Which again is something I, I can appreciate here and there, but there's, there's a lot of schlock in this yeah. one. There's such thing as too much of a good thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. The, the, the first one had that, um, that, that indie feel, you know, whereas this one felt like this one, I don't know what I'm trying to say. This one felt more like an indie movie, but not in the good ways. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, I gave the first one an eight, which I feel is just, I'm going to go Six. What did I give the first one? Seven. Seven. <clears throat> um, you know, I'd give it a six, but the whole baby thing that that really bugs me. Like I don't. <laughs> there are things that I that I think you know. There's there's shock value, and there's just like inappropriate, unnecessary shit, and I think that's one example of it. So I'm going to knock a, and, and the shooting the dog. That's, there's no, there's no need or place for that ever. Unless you're like recounting a true story. Yeah. And even then you don't need to show it graphically. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to uh, knock a point off and say five. All right. All right. Next up, we've got the 1988 classic. <laughs> The uh, the remake of the nineteen what fifty eight yeah. classic, um, uh, directed by Chuck Russell, The Blob. If it had a mind, you could reason with it. If it had a body, you could shoot it. If it had a heart, you could kill it. Now, man is no longer the supreme being on this planet. The organism is growing at a geometric rate. By all accounts, it's at least a thousand times its original mass. Nobody believes me about what happened tonight. What did happen? You were there, you saw. Plasmic life form that hunts its prey. Predator. I want that organism alive. I think you ticked it off. Ah! 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 
terror has no shape. Okay, so the Blob, like I said, is a remake of the of, of the original film. <clears throat> um, it takes place in Arborville, California. One second, you, yeah. said, you said you mentioned this is directed by Chuck Russell. Yeah, I just want to mention some of some of his other movies. Sure, uh, Dream Warriors, mm-hmm. The Mask, yep, uh, The Scorpion King, <laughs> yep, uh, Eraser. It's not. Oh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger one, right? Yeah, and then uh, recently, um, it's got a movie coming out next year called Witchboard. I don't know what that is. Like a remake of the movie? Uh, uh, it is a remake of the 1986 film. Yep. Hmm. Nice. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> also, this is written by <laughs> Frank me. Darabont. Right. Yeah, written screenplay by Chuck Russell and Frank Darabont. Um, this one follows pretty closely, actually, to the, to the grander story plot of the original with some minor changes. This does take place in California rather than Pennsylvania. California? California. In a fictional town called Arborville, which I presume is Central Coast, or maybe not Central Coast, but like Central California somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Looking into this, it's funny. The, these two movies take place, this and Feast 2, well, and Feast for that matter, Take place in California. Both were filmed in Louisiana. Oh, really? Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, um, so uh, we open up and there's this old homeless guy, uh, a vagabond as he's described here. Um, he's uh, just kind of meandering around the the wilderness um, outside of town with his with his dog. Um. And from the sky, we see what looks like a shooting star, and then it gets bigger and bigger, and it's clearly some kind of meteorite that crash lands not too far away from him. Um, <clears throat> he wanders over, and he sees this thing is red hot and glowing, and is cracked open on top, and inside is just this bubbling crude. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a goo. Um and you know, what would what would you say would be your first notion? Um, I would probably call somebody, probably call the cops or something. Yeah. Would you poke it with a stick? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I might. <laughs> <laughs> I think if it was just a rock, I might poke it with a stick. If I saw something inside of it, just like pulsing and undulating. See, I'm the opposite. I feel like the goo makes me want to poke it more. <laughs> I want to touch it, but I don't. <laughs> Um, well, as he pokes it with the, um, with the stick, it suddenly leaps out, (laughs) this goo leaps out of the, the, the meteor and jumps onto his hand. And now he's got a little slime hand. Yeah. Which is what Taylor gets after he jets off. when I'm alone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's having his me time. (laughs) Um, uh, la, 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 la. Oh, I, I guess I did skip over what, what the actual opening of the film was. We get this kind of <clears throat> montage of shots from around this town, which it looks like it's a ghost town. There's just nobody there. I mean, we get like 
down shots of downtown, you know, papers blowing in the breeze and just this, you know, downtown square with nobody in it. It looks very similar to the the opening scene of Dawn of the Dead. Yes. <clears throat> and then we get this shot of the cemetery. It's like, oh my, what's ha- what's happened already? And we pan over and literally across the street. And by street, I mean a dirt road that looks like it's probably about 10 feet wide is the high school stadium where a f- football game is going on. <laughs> like, why would they build that there? Was there nowhere else in this tiny little town to build a football stadium? It's downtown. <laughs> it's like, like, you have to assume that from the looks of this, of this uh, cemetery that it's been there for a hundred years. A while. Yeah. At least. Just like, oh, built, put the stadium there. It's like, they're not using it. They probably just moved the headstones. <laughs> Craig T. Nelson's around somewhere. Just not paying really upset. <laughs> not paying his taxes. And you know what's funny, though? Allegedly. Is the, what? Allegedly. <laughs> Cover my ass. <laughs> what's funny, though, is that this is a real place, wherever it was. This is a real place. So there's literally a real cemetery across the street from a football stadium. You don't think they made that cemetery? I don't think so. It seemed like a lot. Well, they do a lot in movies. Yeah. But they make an entire cemetery. Maybe. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. I, I, I doubt it. Um, <clears throat> anyway. So during this game, we're introduced to, was it Brian? No, Paul. Paul. Yeah. Paul, who is... Polly Walnuts. <laughs> Polly Walnuts. Um, he, uh, he's, a, he, he's a football star. He's not a star. He's just, he just plays on the team. And uh, he's very interested in Meg. He's got to be pretty good. He catches a touchdown. Well, you know, only the good guys catch footballs. That's right. <laughs> I've seen movies. Um. And Meg, played by Shawnee Smith. Now, this is a post-summer school pre-Becker Shawnee Smith. <laughs> I was wondering where on the time we're on the Shawnee Smith timeline this fell. <laughs> is this let's see? Is this post Harry Crumb? Oh, I forgot she was on Harry Crumb. <laughs> I forget what year that came out. Yeah. Uh <coughs> 89. So this was pre-Harry Pre-Harry Crumb. Harry Crumb. Um, <clears throat> she's a cheerleader, uh, and I know this because she was cheering in a cheerleader outfit. Dude, I love this. If you Google Shawnee Smith, movies and TV shows, Saw 2, Saw 3, Saw X, Saw, Becker, and Saw 6. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you haven't seen Becker, go check it out. It's like House, except it's a comedy show. There's, there's a whole thing on Happy Endings about Becker and then the remake, The New Adventures of Old Becker. <laughs> uh, so, let's see. Paul asked Meg out um, that night, and they decided to go. Uh, and what was the other football player's name? Um Scott. Even though she's apparently <clears throat> dating someone else. Like Paul says, oh no, she's dating so-and-so. 
Well, you know, in these movies, Scott is just like, who cares? Just ask her out anyways. And then he asks her out and she says yes. And we never see this rumored boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, in these movies, teen relationships, they're they're fluid. It's true. They're they're fickle. Um, I mean, by the end of the movie, which is literally the same day, it almost looks like Meg is ready to fucking jump on Brian. It's true. <clears throat> I mean, how could you not? He's Johnny Drama. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Brian, the star of our show, played by Kevin Drama Dylan. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, see, I just think it's funny that, like, Matt Dillon is like recreating literary, creating uh, film adaptations of, of literary masterpiece like The Outsiders, and Kevin Dillon is in the remake of The Blob. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Brian is out in the woods trying to see. I guess earlier that day he was trying to jump his bike, like his motorcycle, over a bridge that had washed out. Right. Um, This bridge was like out in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) It's like a ravine or something. It's like, why? I mean, maybe this was more active area at some point, but it just doesn't seem like there, there would have been a use for a bridge here at any point. Not really. No, just maybe it's a hiking trail. Maybe I'm just like, yeah, there's a ditch there. Let's put a bridge. Yeah. You don't want people falling in. (laughs) Um, <clears throat> I love, he tries to jump this bridge and he like bails and, you know, slides the bike and the homeless guy is just like, yeah. <laughs> and then like pours some beer out for him. Well, it was the beer that he was drinking. He, he'd thrown the can. Oh, and he took the can. Okay. Yeah. So he poured out what little beer was left and yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, this, this old guy, he's running through the works. I guess Brian has come up later that night to try and fix his bike because it, he tried to jump this bridge and it shit out of him, shit out on him uh, right as he was about to go over and he just wiped out. Uh, so he goes back later that night to try and fix it. <clears throat> and uh, the old guy runs past him, you know, this goopy shit on his hand and he tries to help him, but he just keeps running and he runs out into the road right as Paul and Meg are driving by and they almost hit him with the car. They do hit him with the car. Do they hit him? Mm-hmm. Not oh. like full on. He slams on the brakes, but he like bounces off the, the hood. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so they, you're like, oh, damn it. And they load him up and take him to the hospital. And he's, you know, Brian's like, hey, look out. He's got some weird shit on his hand. Yeah. And Paul's like, you're coming with us. Get in the damn car. Get in the car. Get in the car. He's like, you're responsible for this. I don't know how, but you are. And I don't, Brian should have just been like, man, I will kick your ass. <laughs> you fucking he's, wiener. He's like, do you know who my fucking brother is? <laughs> Vinny, Vinny goddamn Chase. Heard of him? Head on? <laughs> um, But they load up, take him to the hospital, which is just a small town hospital. It's like you, you, th- you think like, okay, here's how, here's how this hospital is. They bring this guy in and the receptionist says, the doctor is busy. Right. It's you know, not, the one. It's not an ER. It's just the lobby. The clinic, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the one doctor. Who is that doctor? He looks so familiar. Um, 
Joe Seneca. No, that's the that's Dr. Meadows. I just saw Doctor. Oh, right. There are two doctors. <laughs> well, he's a different kind of doctor. Right. He's a son of a bitch doctor. Um, I don't know. Oh, J- Jack Nance. This is from a racer head. No. Oh, he's um he's Pete from, from Twin Peaks. That's what it was. Yes. Um, okay. <clears throat> Uh, so they, they take the old guy back, put him in a, in a waiting room and, uh, you know, they're sitting there waiting and waiting and, and, you know, Brian just like, you know, fuck this. I don't, I don't need to be here. And he he gets up and leaves. Um, and, uh, I forget what prompts Paul to get up and walk into the back room aside from maybe just getting tired of waiting. Yeah. I think that's all it was. Or no, he went to go get them a... Went to go get soda. Is that what it was? I, I think that's why he went back there. Okay. Anyway, so he goes back and he sees the old guy laying out on a bed. And he goes to check on him. And he sees that he looks dead. <laughs> but then his throat swells up like a fucking bullfrog. And his eyes roll back in his head. And then what doesn't his body like just like kind of implode or like suck into itself and then the blob shoots out at him or no let's he goes and he gets the doctor that's right and he's like hey i think you know something's wrong with this guy and they go in and they pull the blankets off and his entire bottom half is gone yes and uh paul takes off right he's paul's calling somebody he's calling the cops yeah he goes to call the cops he's in the same room and you know the the doctor goes to call the nurse, <clears throat> and uh, as he's as Paul's calling the cops, the blob comes down from the ceiling mm-hmm. with his little it, his little like, danglies. It's all like blah 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 blah. As they do, yeah, yeah. That's the noise it makes. Yeah, I mean, if you've ever seen a blob, you know that that's the sound that they make. Yeah, yeah. And then it has these like tendrils that come out. Right. <clears throat> this is a different kind of blob than you would have seen in the original. Mm-hmm. Where the blob was just like basically just like this rolling puddle of goo. Right. This one is like it almost looks like an organ, like a like, like a liver or something. Something, yeah. It's just, but it's like just pulses and squirms and and it looks fleshy, except it's it's um op- uh, not opaque, uh, transparent, translucent. <clears throat> it's like got and at times it'll like open up like a mouth. Yeah, and it, and like as Taylor said, it's got like tendrils that kind of whip around. Yeah, and like grab things. Um. Anyway, so uh, I don't know if it's noise. I can't remember if it's noise or something that prompts Meg to go back. But she, she goes back. Next, to, Paul starts screaming. Was he screaming? Yeah, because first off, something the little piece of the blob falls off on the desk and like burns a hole in the desk. Right. And so Paul looks up, and the blob falls on top of him. That's right. Uh, okay, so she runs back there, and Paul has just been completely covered. He's in, already been blobbed. Yeah. <laughs> You've been blobbed. It uh, says that, too. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the, his the, catchphrase. That's the tagline on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, you can see, like like I said, this thing is a translucent, so you can see inside of it, and you can see that it's eating Paul. Like, his skin is dissolving. He's starting to become more skeletal. 
uh, but still like it's trying like to... up against it. Like it's, you know, like, like at, imagine if someone pulled, pulled a balloon over their head right. and then like stretched it and put their face up against it. it that's what kind of what it looks like. Yeah. Um, except wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Paul, he's, he's lost most of his skin at this point, but he's still screaming, just screaming away. Yeah. Uh, and then what the thing just, does it, does it roll away or does it try to grab Meg? I, I think it tries, but she runs away. Okay. Or no, it knocks her. She, she gets knocked into the wall and gets knocked unconscious. That's right. Uh, yeah. Oh, right. She tries to, he's got one arm still out and she tries to grab it. But like Taylor mentioned earlier, the thing is, oh no, you, this is the last movie. The blob is also like acidic. Yeah. Like highly caustic, um, which is why it eats things. Um, and so he, she's trying to pull Paul, Paul's arm and the arm just pops off. Yep. And that's when, yeah, she, from the, the tension, she flies back and hits the wall, passes out. And then, yeah, the, the blob takes off. <clears throat> Uh, the, the cops arrive at the hospital, um, and you know they interview Meg, and they kind of see the, the the dead old guy that's been half de- devoured, um, and just all the the chaos that's ensued at this hospital. And they know that Brian was there, and Brian is kind of known as the town troublemaker, even yeah, though he drives a motorbike, right? And he has a he mullet. Had, he has long hair. <laughs> He wears a leather jacket. What kind of guy wears a leather jacket around here? Who do you think he is? James Dean? <laughs> Another troublemaker. <laughs> um, I mean, he was a rebel without a cause. Yeah. Then he, he died. He died. died. <laughs> and, then he, and then he died. Which shows, don't be a rebel. Right. Conform. Follow the rules. Obey. <laughs> Um. Anyway, but yeah, the cops just they the, they the know. Cops are like we know who did this, Johnny <laughs> Drama. It's like clearly Brian is walking around with a bunch of acid, <laughs> just fucking people up. And Meg's like, "What? No, Brian didn't have anything to do with yeah, this." She's like, "I told you what I saw," and they're like, "Okay, whatever, lady." <laughs> yeah, shut up, little girl. Bring me Johnny Drama. Um. <laughs> So um, well, they oh they picked him up. Another cop picked him up, and they they brought him here. Or brought him to the um, the hospital, and uh, then they take him to the station. It's like, why didn't you just take him to the station to begin with? <laughs> but he's been arrested on suspicion of melting a guy, apparently. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and they're questioning him down at the station, and like. The, the the deputy who um what the hell is his name? Briggs. Was it Briggs? Yeah. The deputy okay. Who's Paul McCrane, who you'd probably know best from Robocop. Yeah. Uh what was his name? Um Oh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Emil. The the bald ginger. <laughs> who 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 also turned into a sack of goo and then exploded. <laughs> Um. <clears throat> anyway, he's just got like his heart on for Brian, and he's just like, "Man, I know he did this." And th- the sheriff's just like, "What? We have no evidence, no motive. We have nothing to go on. Let him go." And he's like, "Well, I think you're wrong." It's like, "Okay, <laughs> let him go. <laughs> I don't care what you think. Yeah. I'm the sheriff." 
uh, Brian takes off and uh, as he's walking out of the police station, Meg shows up and uh, she says, oh, I'm here to bail you out with her, with her credit card. <laughs> <clears throat> he says, look, she says, look, I need to talk to you. You know, I saw what I saw something weird. You know, there's this big thing at eight Paul <clears throat> and he's just like, yeah, yeah, whatever lady. Um, and, uh, get out lady. She chases him into this diner. Um, and, uh, you know, she kind of gives him, you know, the, the, the damsel in distress notion. And she actually like kind of digs into him too, a little bit. It's like, uh, you know, you're just like everybody else in this town, just full of shit. And that for some reason, just like. Tur- flips a switch in him. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Here, have some of my sandwich. Are you hungry? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's like that tough guy image was just torn to pieces because she said shit. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so as they're talking, the, the blob is, or so back in the kitchen, the wait, the waitress and the cook are trying to, unclog a sink but you know we already know what's going on it's it's the blob yep the blob reaches up grabs the cook and starts pulling him down the drain pulls him through this drain that's like the size of a sand dollar right (laughs) um and uh let's see so brian and meg they come you know here they hear the screaming so they come back and see what's going on and then the blob comes out and starts chasing him. And so they go and they lock themselves in the freezer. Meanwhile, the waitress, um, what the hell is her name? Um, Fran? Sure. Let's go with that. Uh, she, <clears throat> she's stuck out in the, well, she, I guess she's back, like back in the office or something, right? Something like that. Yeah. She's somewhere else. Um, she manages to break herself out through the window and get out into the alley and runs to a, <clears throat> a payphone and tries to call the sheriff because he's sweet on her. Mm-hmm. Um, and as she's trying to call the police station, uh, you know, she, she, the, the blob starts coming down over the, the phone booth and she says, she's talking to the, the, lady at the police station he's like you know give me ed was that his name the sheriff yeah uh herb herb uh give me herb um she's like well he went down to the diner and then that's when we see herb's face in the blob uh which has been mostly melted by now uh and so the the blob just continues to like envelop this phone booth until it finally just like collapses and than she did. Uh, <clears throat> the blob tries to get into the freezer where Brian and Meg are. And as it starts to come slide itself underneath the door, as soon as it hits any kind of frost or cold air, it retracts and, and scurries away. Um, I can't remember if this is when they realize that it's the cold that bugs. No, it's them. not until later. Um, so they finally get out. And um, 
and the the reverend guy like takes little pieces because the little pieces of the blob got frozen. Yeah, and, and like, he, he like crystallized. Yeah, and he like takes them and puts them in a jar. Yeah, that reverend is played by Del Close, who is like the father of improvisation. Oh, really? Yeah, like he started like improv classes that like numerous comedians have taken. Um, he's 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 a he's a legend, and so for him to be playing this random role in this movie was so weird. He was also the English teacher in in. Um, uh, Ferris Bueller. I oh. Mean, he has a really bit role he, for like maybe a minute. But yeah, just this legend of, of comedy and improv and, and just this random role as a reverend. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, la, 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 la. Let's see. Um... Let's see. So they go. I'm remembering a bunch of parts, but I'm having trouble remembering which one comes first. Uh, okay. So they, um, Megan, Brian, they go to the police station looking for the sheriff. We know he's dead, but they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so our was that where's the deputy. And he's out at the crash site. So they go back out there, and it's like the scene out of E.T. Just lots of guys in white suits, um, or white, you know, bunny suits. Right. Um, investigating the crash site. This is when we are introduced to Dr. Meadows uh, from this shadowy government agency. Men in black. Yeah. Or men in white, mm. in this case. Yes. Mm, yeah. uh, and he says, you know, this is something I've been preparing for my entire life. A, you know, a out of, you know, a non-terrestrial virus that comes to earth and, you know, we've got to be prepared for it and locked down and, you know, anybody here could be possibly exposed. So it's like, we'd love to take you into town and, you know, find out what you know. You know, he's very um, polite Friendly. Friendly. And, you know, um, just saying, you know, we're here to help. But, you know, you, you can't trust the government. No, no. Um, <clears throat> he, um, so. Then he, like, forces them to go with him. Yeah. He basically tells them they have no choice. Yeah, because, I mean, like, there's a group of scientists, but then there's also a military presence. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that are strong-arming him. Right. Um. <clears throat> so they put him in the paddy wagon. Yeah. Uh, and then Johnny Drama's like, nah. Yeah, he, he jimmies the door open. And as it's driving, just, it's like, come on. Meg's like, uh, nah, I'm good. Nah, bro. So he just jumps out of the truck. nah, bro. <laughs> He's just, he just jumps out of the truck, which let's just assume that this is any average city road. Speed limit, probably about 35. Yeah. Um, when I was, I've, I'm certain I've told the story before, but I was about five years old. I was at Disneyland and I was on the tram. And this is before the trams are what they are now, where you sit down and there are doors on either side. It was like an all, like it was open, almost like a streetcar. Um, and it was all you know, basically standing room only. I think they had maybe had some benches down the middle or something. <clears throat> 
I get on the tram thinking the rest of my family's getting on too. They didn't. So it's like, okay. See you at Disney. <laughs> well, it's like, well, my only choice here is to get off. But they weren't stopping. You were five? Yes. So I jumped off and I did a barrel roll. Uh, and uh, that was not fun. Hurt quite a bit. And that was 10, 15 miles an hour, maybe. So jumping out of a moving vehicle at like 35 miles an hour, it's got to hurt. He tucks and rolls. He's fine. <laughs> That's the answer. <coughs> um, that's just like saying, you know, lift with your legs and you won't hurt your back. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> if you lift something heavy enough, you're going to hurt your back. Yeah, most likely. Um, anyway, so they, they get to the town square where they're rounding up all the citizens of the town. And, like, they open the door and hustle Meg out. And nobody seems to be bothered by the fact that Brian's not in there. That's a good point. I didn't yeah. even think of that. It's like, wait a minute. Where's the other guy? Oh, well. Um uh, they reunite her with her dad, Babe Ruth. <laughs> Art LaFleur. <laughs> Great character actor. I love that guy. Um, um, <laughs> we got to backtrack here because one of the, like his best scene in the whole movie, he's, he, he's a pharmacist mm-hmm. and Paul and his, his little jabroni friend go in there. Scott. Scott. Give me the map, Scott. <laughs> Give me the map, Scott. <laughs> and Scott's buying condoms. And Art Lafleur is like, you know, you want the regular or the ribbed? And he's like, uh, give me the ribbed. This is also, the priest is also here. That's a whole other thing. Also, those are called ribbed for her pleasure, but girls do not like them. <laughs> really? Never used them. I used them a couple times and did not have great reviews. Oh, well, good to know. Yeah. Um, but he tells Art Lafleur, or actually tells the preacher that they're for Paul. Because Paul's meeting this stupid, naive girl. Yeah. Which, of course, turns out to be Meg. And so Meg introduces Paul to her dad. And he's like reading the paper. And he pulls down the paper. And he got this big grin on his face. And it quickly goes away. And he just goes, ribbed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, Paul knows what Scott did, too. So it's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, so- also, Scott gets his. Because he tries to f- feel up a passed out Erica Alaniac, right? <laughs> Which I saw her and I was like, wait a minute. Is that, is that from Baywatch? Like, <laughs> you know who I thought she was? Was from, um, oh, God damn, from, from Waxwork. Um, what the hell is her name? Oh. I know who you're talking about, but yeah, I don't know her name either. Um, but I, I guess I never realized how, how alike they how much they look alike. Um, Michelle Johnson. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Um, yeah, so Meg, she she gets out, and then she goes to find her brother and, her f- and his friend at the theater, um, where, of course, the blob has found another food source. So it's just... At first, it started with the projectionist, and then it took the the theater manager, and now it's like oozing into the auditorium. Everybody's freaking out, and it's like this is like one of the scenes in this movie where it's very clear that Chuck Russell was trying to create a throwback. 
Yeah. Because this whole movie has the air of like a 50s creature feature, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sci-fi, you know, it came from space type thing. Right. <clears throat> um, this kind of goes, they, like they, she finds her brother and his, fr- and his friend um, and they are on a race to get out of the theater and away from the blob. They go down into the sewers where the blob has been spending most of its time, so I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. Um, the blob gets a hold of the brother's friend. Eddie. Uh, Eddie. Um, and it's just like, man, more violence against kids. And this is when I realized it's like, because I, I watched this after I watched Feast. And it's like, this one didn't bother me as much. And that's when I realized it's like, because he was older? Yeah. I think it's like maybe about 10 years old. I think it's probably like kind of where it starts to not bother me as much. Also, it feels like they like tried to make him kind of like a shithead. He, yeah, he was kind of a shithead. Like, but not really. <laughs> he, he's just like, he's that friend that your mom doesn't like. Yes. <laughs> We've all had that. Yes. <coughs> You're mine. Hmm? You're mine. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, they go on, they, they get, go on the sewers. They get out of the sewers. Um, and uh, Brian is there. Well, so they're in the sewer <clears throat> and they're like trying to escape. And all of a sudden, these soldiers run in. And I didn't realize this until just looking at this, but one of them is Bill Mosley. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the one that he s- swiped the, uh, the, bazooka from yeah was that the same part yeah okay so i must have okay i guess i must have skipped over a part then because brian is back out at the um crash site trying to get his bike because he i think he just wants to get out of town so he gets his bike but he overhears meadows talking to you know the colonel who's on there on site some other soldiers and you know they're extracting the meteor from the crater, and as it pulls up, we see that oh, it's not a meteor; it's some kind of shuttle, and it's got a big American flag on the side of it. Yep. Uh, and this is where Meadows reveals that the blob is actually a mutated virus that they were developing it's a chemical f- weapon. Yeah, for for germ warfare. Uh, apparently this, this, the, 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 the blob itself was an unexpected result. I think he said like result of some like radiation exposure or something Something like like that. (coughs) Anyway, so we know that this thing is just a mutated germ now, or a mutated virus, uh, that has taken some kind of viscous form. Um, so Yeah. Brian goes back into town looking for Meg and finds him down in the sewers. And as they're trying to get up out of the sewer, Meadows has these soldiers drive one of their vans up over the manhole and just leaves it there. It's like, nah, you guys stay down there. Yeah. And he's like, you, you, you better not, (laughs) uh, Brian, you you better not, you better not. He was like, don't do that. (laughs) And, Meadows just like, ah, oh, fuck you guys. And so he grabs Meadows is like, he's infected. Shoot him. Right. Well, no, this is this isn't until he gets out of the sewer. Or no. Who? 
Brian. Brian was never in the sewer. Yeah, he was. Was he? Yeah, because he grabs Bill Mosley's bazooka and launches it up at the manhole and oh, right, blows right. the truck to shit. Uh, that um, wipes out. Oh, yeah, and then he rides his motorcycle through the tunnel. Oh, right. Like around, like matrixes it over the block. Right. With his hair flowing majestically in the wind. <clears throat> and his bitch on the back. <laughs> um, if you can read this, the bitch fell off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ, we gotta hurry. Um, so, yeah, so now he's he's up and, you know, the blob is is obviously, it's, it's revealed itself. It explodes itself. out of the sewer. Yeah. It's it's consumed so many people th- at this point that it is enormous, um, and it's just kind of slowly inching its way towards the, c- the citizenry, who are all conveniently in one place now. Um, yeah, they had an emergency town hall, and this is when um, I yeah. think Brian announces, or like he, I don't know if it just he it occurs to him at this point that it hates the cold. It's Meg takes the fire extinguisher and sprays it, and then she, that's what she when she realizes that it doesn't like the cold. Ah, okay, you're right. Yeah, yeah. She sprays the fire extinguisher, and it like retracts. Um, and uh, that's yeah. When everybody's like, okay, you know, get as many fire extinguishers as you can, which is again very similar to something that happens in the original. Um, so they, the townspeople, they just start blasting with with these uh, CO two. Um, fire extinguishers and then this is when brian gets the the bright idea to go into the garage that he works at get the snow uh snowmaker that he bought from some guy in the poconos <laughs> uh some dude in the poconos <laughs> <laughs> and uh he drives it out into town square and does he drive it into the blob yeah i think i looked like away a at this fucking point. idiot yeah he like <laughs> He, he stops, and he's sitting there spraying it with the snow, and it's working. And then suddenly he's just like, all right, I'm going for it. And like drives right into the blob, which just goes, nope. It just knocks him over. I literally, like, out loud, I was like, what were you doing? <laughs> it was working. Like, why did you think this was a good idea? But it ended up being a good idea because the thing pops open like a soda can and just starts blast- spraying this thing with... with uh, Liquid nitrogen. Was it nitrogen? Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just freezes the thing into... Well, not until Meg comes out with a fucking AK-47. <laughs> She's standing on the truck just blasting the blob with this AK-47. Fucking Shawnee Smith. And just, <laughs> like fucking Rambo. She's like, they drew first blood! <laughs> um, let's see... Yeah, so, uh, oh, wait, okay, so Meg lures the blob, let's, I'm just going to read this directly from Wikipedia, Meg lures the blob away with, from Brian towards the canisters, uh, canisters, oh, canisters with nitrogen. nitrogen, Yeah. which she has rigged to with an explosive charge taken from a dying soldier, okay. Uh, the blob is about to overrun both Brian and Meg when the charges go off. Blowing up the canisters and covering the blob in liquid nitrogen, flash freezing it. Um, and they, uh, the guy who runs the garage, 
where Brian works is, okay, we got to get this to the town ice house. The town is a fucking ice house. That's what I thought, too. It's like, what is this, like 1875? <laughs> um, we jump ahead. So we, we think this is all, you know, a happy ending, even though they're storing this thing in a fucking ice house. In the original, they uh, they airdrop it into the Arctic. Mm. Probably the best place you could put it. Yeah. I mean, except for the whole global warming thing, but whatever. That, that buys you a good five, six years, so. At least. <laughs> At um, most. <laughs> um, uh, flash forward in indeterminate amount of time. We see uh, this revival tent, like uh, like a revival church out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and we hear from inside, you know, a, a preacher just really hellfire and damnation, just going at End it. days, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we go in, we see it's Reverend Del Close, who we thought was dead because he'd been carried off by the blob. And he also got flamethrower to the face. Right. <laughs> um, but he has since gone native and uh his hair is all grown out he's wearing wearing his glasses but he's got one one lens blacked out because he lost an eye um and you know he's saying you know end of days is coming blah 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 all this shit you've heard blah 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 <laughs> uh he uh you know he ends the, ends the service and goes back into his resting room whatever and a parishioner comes back and says, when, Reverend? Like, Excuse me? When is the end of days? He's like, oh, soon, soon. And he picks up this little jar of the now defrosted blob, and which is just pulsing and undulating around. He says, the Lord will send me a sign. And that's where we end. Yep. We never got a sequel. Nope. No blobs. B- no blob to electric blobaloo. Blobaloo. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, this is, this is a good movie, but it's so goofy, not intentionally, just because it's kind of got that eighties cheese oh, yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you, you mix it being an eighties remake of like such a cheesy premise to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those eighties or sorry, fifties creature feature sci-fi, you know, late night, um, movies just had a, a degree of cheese to them. Like you watch the original blob and it's cheesy just in its sheer premise. Mm-hmm. Uh, this again, captures that kind of 1950s era f- sci-fi horror f- feel, but then also mixes in the just inherent eighties cheese that was like part of right. The camp. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But it's a, it's a good movie. It is good. It is a good it's, movie. It's, it's fun to watch. It's absolutely fun to watch. It um, moves really well. Yeah, there's no part where it feels like it's dragging. It, it progresses really well. You know, I feel like Chuck Russell is not a, a director that gets a lot of credit nowadays. I, I wouldn't say he's been blacklisted because he's clearly still working, but I don't know. It just seems like he's not getting kind he's of He's got the a pers- very short filmography. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, no, I mean, this is some solid work, especially because he co-wrote it uh, you know, with Frank Darabont, who's obviously just a, a great writer and director. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, honestly, I've only seen this a few times. This is 
probably maybe my my third time ever seeing it, and it, it, it's entertaining. I, I like it. Um, thoughts? Anything from you? I I agree on all counts. It was a lot of fun. It it has that that eighties camp, but not in like a way that's you know so schlocky over the top that it's just grown worthy. Like mm-hmm. it it fits in. Like everything about it just flows really well. It it it's doesn't have a lot of levity in the form of you know comic relief or anything, but it doesn't really need it. The jokes are dumb. <laughs> yeah, there there are some jokes, but they are pretty dumb. Um, yeah, I mean acting's good. You got Johnny Drama and Johnny Smith and Pete Martell. There's twelve Rainbow Trout. <laughs> um. Yeah. I I, I I I don't really have a lot to say. Other, I mean, without kind of repeating myself, but it's it's a fun movie. Yeah, it, it deserves a watch. Uh, you can watch it for free. Taylor pointed out to me on archive.org. dot org. Mm-hmm. They've yeah. got they've on got internet, or, internet archive. Yeah, they. I don't know what the what the database is, but they've got a large selection of movies mm-hmm. um, that are just free to watch. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how they've been chosen or or if they've been selected for some kind of um it's like a copyright thing or? i have no idea i don't either but anyway yeah i mean if you have an internet connection you can watch it so i say check it out um yeah. i am going to give this uh give it an eight that's what i was thinking Hell yeah, it did. Big old eight. Looks like two little blobs. Yeah, little blobbies. Yeah. <laughs> that was going to be the sequel. It's going to be called Blobbies. Blobbies. The Blob 2, Blobbies. <laughs> Son of Blob. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, well, I hope you enjoyed this ep- very long episode. Very long. Uh, well, enjoy it. Hope, well, I hope you enjoyed it. If you made it this far, I'm going to assume you enjoyed it. Um. Uh, we're going to be back next week with our uh, roundup of, not roundup, that's not the reward. No, it's not. Our grand finale. There you go. Of October Rama 2023 with our Halloween episode. Uh, Taylor, what are we going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about uh, the brand new movie Dark Harvest, as well as The Ban Part 2. The Ban. Uh, also, we've got some interviews uh, kind of in, in, the, in the works, so we'll won't formally announce them yet because they're kind of up in the air up in the air right (laughs) but uh assuming those work out they'll be on the episode too so if they don't work out you never heard this yeah (laughs) just this is not the part of the episode you're looking for uh so look out for that next wednesday guys uh which is going to be a week from all no a week six days before halloween (laughs) cool (laughs) well it's better than the day after <clears throat> and this, at least this way, like I, I prefer it when our episode comes out several days before Halloween because then we can talk about Halloween movies and still give people time to actually watch them. Yeah, that's true. If it's like on Halloween or after, or after, it's like, well, that the moment's passed, guys. Anyway, uh, till then, where can people find us, Taylor? They can find us at graveplotpodcast.com. Also, wherever you listen to your podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. Put a little something in the text box. Doesn't matter what it is. We're not going to read it, but it does help us move up the charts. Uh, just you know, put your uh, your favorite '80s blob movie. <laughs>
Or your favorite uh, <coughs> favorite sandwich? Roast beef mm. and pepperoni and popcorn. <laughs> and popcorn. <laughs> also follow us on social media. Uh, we are at Grave Plot Podcast. If we're not there at Grave Plot Podcast, we're probably not there. Unless it's Twitter, then we're at Grave underscore Plot. And uh, also make sure you check out GraveplotFilmFest.com. Submissions are still open through the end of the month. And then tickets will go on sale on Halloween Day. So we hope to see you there. Big excite. Much Good excites. stuff. <clears throat> All right, guys. Remember, join us again next Wednesday. Until then, I'm Skeletoni. I'm Taylor of Terror. This has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. <laughs>